Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. I? I'm the one with skin. I, too, have skin. Chris Wolfhart. I'm the man who erased his name. And Dr. Agro. I'm sure I'm mad about the Game Awards. Is Here. that it? <laughs> You're on Gigabit. <laughs> Agro, you're such a toxic gamer. <laughs> Did I do it? Am I popular now? You're popular now, you toxic piece of shit. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Thing to Mention number 248. That's a, that's a big number. It is. And yet it doesn't feel like it, as a number, implies the level of accomplishment we've had here. I feel like, if anything, that number is small compared to what we've done here. We've transformed the gaming landscape. <laughs> Clearly. Did I, we? Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't even think that's like a lot to say. It's just true. Man, technically 250 will be no longer here. <gasps> which is crazy. It won't be this room. It won't be this state. No. <laughs> that's crazy. We had a friend over earlier this week, uh, Zeon. She was asking, like, you get, like, are you, are you getting vibes of, like, wouldn't it be weird that, like, you won't be in this room? And I'm like, doing gigabits in this room sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of cramped and terrible. And also, I hear it's supposed to be a living room. Allegedly. I, it hasn't been that in a decade or something. <laughs> I, like, even if it sucks, it, it's, it will be weird. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. I, I said, you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get nostalgic for this room, it'll definitely be well after we move. Right. When mm. I look back at a video and I see it in the background, I go, oh. Kind of like I okay, so this is weird, but uh some of our older streams I kind of get nostalgic for the drastically different camera angle. Uh-huh. Because we had a really close camera with a really wide angle. And right. it added a weird depth of field to the room. And, <laughs> and, and you know, that's kind of cool. Uh, but I don't know, as, as someone who's currently, like, if, Bob, if you rotate your chair slightly, you can show that there are, like, boxes barely covered. Wait, this way? I don't know. Either way, as, yeah, so this room is, like, packed full of stuff. You might notice this looks a little barren because, uh, yeah, we're, we're moving next week. So between that and, uh, Thanksgiving, the big thing to mention next week's on Tuesday. So... Keep your ear to the ground for that. Is that what they say in the podcast game? I guess. I don't I don't know. I think they just advertise Squarespace. <laughs> okay. Um I want to fit in, so I guess I'm sailing out. Do you or, do you HelloFresh? Some space for your squares? Do you want to HelloFreshly? <laughs> I have a service for you. No, you want you want you want legit shill? Uh -huh. I don't I don't show for companies. I show for us. So this is really actually important, guys. <laughs> um, Twitch sent us an email and they're like, hey, you're on month three of this goal. And if you hit this goal like you have without even knowing the last two months, we will give you a dollar more per sub. You will become no joke. Their words partner plus, which just made me think <laughs> human plus. I'm like, ooh, Twitch, which <laughs> organs are you going to replace? <laughs> uh here's the problem we would have easily hit it by now but 
They don't count gifted subs. No. And they do not count prime subs as the subs we need to get in order to hit this threshold. So stupid. And yeah. because of how the the end of this month isn't going to be full of us streaming because of the move and other stuff, I actually am sweating a bit. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know how impactful us getting a dollar more per sub is, let me explain. That is 40% more money than we're currently getting because we currently get $2.50 a sub. Mm-hmm. That would be a radical change. And if you're like, how can, how can I help Dan and Bob? They won't want to say this, so I'll say it for them. <laughs> tier 2 and Tier 3 subs count as more points, so just upgrading yeah, helps them get closer. Which is insane. Just let people do the, gifts the gift don't, subs. Gifts don't count, but but a Tier 3 counts as six Six subs. times as much, yeah. Right? Which, is it six times as expensive? Okay. No, no, it's a, uh, wait, what is it? Tier three, I think, is $25 a month. Yeah, because tier two is $10 a month. So, yeah. Weirdly enough, if you're already subscribed and you were thinking about gifting subs, don't do that. Just do a tier three, and that will impact us a shitload. Whereas the gift subs will apparently not work. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, They'll that still would... get money, but they won't count towards the goal of getting 40% more money. Right. Yeah, which is insane. That's so much money. Um what a weird little rat race I'm in. Mm-hmm. What a bizarre situation they foisted upon us. Uh, but that would radically change our sustainability <laughs> and how much we can sleep at night. <laughs> that, is, that is an insane impact to money flow. Um, it, it would easily be describable as worth thousands of dollars in a single year. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's what the deal is. The deal is we get to be partner plus for a year. Um, anyway, so yeah, if you like our streams, you like whatever, or you just feel like being generous, pop over to our Twitch, uh, tomorrow, the day after this goes up, we're going to be doing a Smash Bash in as much as we will be playing every Smash Brothers game with local friends and stuff, because that's cool, and that's a great fun time to do before we leave town, so uh, stop on by for that, um, also, we will be streaming Big Thing to Mention next Tuesday, so... Go ahead and uh, stop on by if you feel like it and hang out. It, this Friday will be the last big stream in this house. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It feels Ooh. fucking weird to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan and Bob got to get in some FaceTime with all their, their close friends before the state of Florida seals itself off from the rest of the country <laughs> early next year. It's inevitable. <laughs> if they can't Ron, Ron. make America more like Florida, they're going to make Florida less attached to America. Physically. Like, it's not so bad here. And then I see Snake Plissken in a fucking tube rocketing down from the sky. I'm like, oh, oh, man. Oh, God damn it. I should have known. I knew Ron those burning tires on my front lawn primary meant something. He's going to declare himself a warlord and he'll be, he'll be stand he'll be standing on on three apple crates so he can appear anything resembling intimidating because he's five six yeah, man uh, he just really loves apples i guess i don't know why he's standing on those do you think he's gonna challenge anyone to basketball matches like will that become a standard i mean he'll challenge them he's not gonna do it <laughs> right He's, he's going to be like buggy in later seasons of One Piece where he's like wearing a giant smock to hide that he's faking his height. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, that's 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 our what's been up with the channel. Um, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's really crazy. Um, I've taken multiple trips up to where we're moving to in the last like two, three weeks, and it's been really nice every single time. 
I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say here. Uh, so our internet here is capped at a measly, and Bob pays $150 $150. Here's what that gets us. No data cap. Allegedly, sixteen hundred or six hundred megabits down. Uh-huh. Allegedly, and only thirty megabits up. And that data, I paid fifty dollars just to get the no, like, no data cap. Just to be so we're clear how that breakdown and how insane that is. Chat, fellas, the next house I'm paying one hundred twenty-five dollars, and it's five gigabits symmetrical. <laughs> That's up and down. That's unfucking real to my brain. <laughs> That, that, that is the point where you have to be careful what you're rendering the video to, what drive, mm-hmm. because it needs to be as fast as the internet. <laughs> Christ. Right? Yeah, and then my my place is going to have the bad internet, which is which two is still mega, <laughs> gigabits down. Gigabits. Gigabits down. And, and I think uh, six up? Six, no, six megabits? No. Um, 500... Something. Numbers are hard. Yeah. yeah uh, and that, of course, was radically cheaper. Yeah, that was $100. So anyways, uh, they five isn't even the cap. Eight's the cap, apparently. Mm-hmm. I just went with the five because I only have a two and a half gigabit Ethernet port on this motherboard. So we're going to see if I can begin to hit that cap, <laughs> right? And then, and then we'll consider getting anything even more insane. Uh but man, let me tell you, we've been doing normal videos again, and that will continue going forward. In fact, moving up there, we can bring things back like analog gaming, which I really love doing that show, and I would love to do it as a regular show. But uh, moving up there, the internet's so good, it, it makes that so much easier. You know, one of the longest processes I have to wait for now is the upload here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, we did a video. I'm just going to have to sit here and disassociate in my chair for an hour plus, almost two Um absolutely insane so anyways it's looking good we'll see how that goes and it's so it's so it's so bizarre to be like episode 250 a big thing to mention we're not even in florida anymore Uh uh-huh that's weird like i what a that sounds planned um (laughs) which it was not um but anyway enough about that let's talk about what we've been playing Bob and I played a game because we were the only people brave enough in the entire world. We played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pioneers. Yeah. Truly selfless pioneers. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. Uh, The the first four out of 10 from IGN or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't catch that whole stream because I was also streaming that day. But man, it's just like. It, it, from what I saw, it just seems like they kept throwing you into maps designed like Warzone maps and being to do these objectives. The story's real stupid and barely there. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so let's let's clarify. To get people who don't know Call of Duty up to speed, and this is when I wish I could hit a next time on Ava sound cue. <laughs> um, or a Karikano recap song. That would be good, too. I'm going to get that. Ba, ba, ya, ba. Anyway. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is the third in the reboot of Modern Warfare trilogy. Mm-hmm. It has been deviating from the original for quite a while. The first one's a little different. The second one literally has nothing important that happened in Modern Warfare 2. And then there's the time ghosts. At this point. 
I would kind of like that more. <laughs> and then the third Modern Warfare happens, and they write the games in the way where they go, well, it's that character who's in the original and a big deal. And it's like, yeah, but you forgot to make them a big deal here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that the opening of this game is just like, oh, fuck, you didn't save this character from a prison. You saved the bad guy, Makarov. And we're just like, he's not a character yet in this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's not in prison. So that's less interesting in a way because he's the good guy and it's supposed to be this moment of, oh shit, you were in prison because of, oh, wow. So if you're sitting here and you're like a stupid Call of Duty plot, that's that that's normal. No, this is, this is functionally turned down the script level of not working. Um, they do a bunch of, it's like if an entire Call of Duty campaign was written like an MCU post credit scene now. Not back in the day. Now, right? Where uh -huh. they step out and they're like, I'm important. You go, you aren't, though. And I feel like you're trying to sell me on a thing that hasn't been... You can't cash this check you've written. And that's terrible enough. It's truly, truly terrible enough. But somehow they made a way to make yet another Call of Duty that is basically feasibly worse than the prior year, making a fun little slope. Uh, this year's problem, as Chris uh, was talking about, you would say 80% of the campaign, maybe 90, 95. Yeah, at it's least 80. Four, three levels, four by the end of it are normal Call of Duty levels. Meanwhile, the vast majority are. Giant open areas with three things on the map that you walk up to and hold square. And then the world's most limpic sequence happens. And then the level's over abruptly. Mm-hmm. And those open areas are so weird because you can pick up like kill streaks and stuff. Like it's not like a normal Call of Duty level right. at all. You're literally, okay, you have to go down there and secure all of this. And you drop and on the top of a building, it has a kill streak reward of a drone strike. Uh-huh. It's just sitting there. And there's a slayer of just like, look, in the multiplayer, that's fine because it's not a story. <laughs> right. In, in this world, you mean he can actually just call it. Why aren't they just doing a drone strike then? Right. <laughs> why am I here if the drone strike's not going to cause any problems? Just drone strike them. I don't. So, and that's not the only reward. That's not the only kill streak. It's like every kill streak. If you were to just list four kill streaks off the top of your head they're basically lying around at all times it's like oh yeah pick this up and do a uav and also it's got armor sitting around the map that you don't is only in warzone and it's something from battle royale games like PUBG. Mm -hmm. so you actually define the armor in the environment to strap on yourself and it's like so that way you can survive survive most things uh -huh. because they are throwing you up against unreasonable enemies who also have an unreasonable amount of armor yes there and are a lot of enemies in this game that just covered in armor. And the funniest thing about this armor system is you walk up to a ceramic plate on the ground and you stuff it into your shirt. They made an animation where you just shove that shit under your shirt, basically. And I'm like, this is like a dude stealing shit from a store in his Jinkos. <laughs> like, this dude's just stuffing shit down his pants and being like, yeah, I'm going to see if I can make it out without this falling out. It's It looks so ridiculous the whole fucking time it happens. What an absurdly bad campaign. Mm-hmm. Absolutely rotten. Truly terrible. Absolutely earns the four from IGN. I still enjoyed it more than, la or than last year's game, yeah. By a lot, right? You, a radically better game? No. 
it's really just because last year's game was more structured but had the worst levels they could have made by having stealth segments where you have to craft tools it's like yeah guys you're not the last of us stop trying to be the last of us your call of duty yeah last year's game definitely had lower lows Mm -hmm. but then this year's game has no highs oh yeah not not one. one there's basically not a set piece in this game and that might be excusable, but then the plot stuff at the end starts rolling out, and oh my god, is that unreal levels of, why would you write this? This can only serve to upset anyone who cares about this game. Uh-huh. Which I could explain, but I, I feel like anyone who hasn't played the game is not going to really absorb the right the weight of, this is really stupid, really unearned. You just went, how do you make people... So they went the Gears of War writing rule book at the end twice. Uh-huh. What a stupid campaign. Um, I expected it to be bad. I wasn't sure it was going to be that bad. I genuinely believe each, each year has gotten worse and worse because this year's like a shambling mess of not even... Yeah, this is the most clearly incomplete one. It really should have been like Black Ops 4 where there just wasn't a campaign. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, Jeff Gersman literally said, this is this generation's Black Ops 4. Right. Because the campaign's so bad, it might as well not be there. Um, it is funny, though, because Bob and I have this disagreement on this game. And it's kind of like, you know, last year's some weird troglodyte. Uh-huh. But this year is like a melting humunculus almost. <laughs> and Bob's like, well, at least he's not rude. <laughs> He's a shambling mess of a sinful crime against humanity, but he's not rude. It's <laughs> still let me use a gun in every mission, basically. Yeah, instead Which of is... forcing you to do stealth combat and craft mm-hmm. your combat solutions. And that was truly terrible. I hear uh, Modern Warfare 2019 is great, which has made this whole experience of playing Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 really bizarre for me. Yeah. Sledgehammer has the weirdest press release where they're like, this is the first true sequel in Call of Duty. What? That's from the studio head of Sledgehammer. He basically is saying because this came out a year after the last one and as a sequel to the last one, it's... It doesn't count if you take a year off and do it. It's the first true sequel. And the, the multiplayer carries over too, which is another layer of like, oh man, this sucks for anyone who didn't know. You just... They didn't make a new multiplayer basically. It keeps all the skins and everything from last year, so it doesn't feel like a completely fresh experience. Right. I haven't played enough of this. Like, I haven't played at all the multiplayer competitive because, once again, I have driven many, many miles over the past two weeks, so I haven't had time. Yeah, and I've been packing, so I didn't even take the disc and show it in just to see. It's just sitting over here next to tape and a Sharpie. (laughs) Uh, So I will have opinions on that down the road, but... Some have alleged that them taking Call of Duty maps from 2009 and without changing them for the modern mobility senses and Uh other things, just transplanting them into the new systems, maybe is terrible. Oh, yeah? Because I like some of the maps that were in that beta because they were old maps I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. And their design sensibilities for maps were way better back then. Right. I liked those maps back then. I'm very excited to get to play it to find out where I fall on this because I largely disagree with Jeff Gersman on Call of Duty. He thinks Black Ops Cold War is bad, whereas I think that's literally one of the best. It would have been the best if they finished. Yeah, yeah, like every Call of Duty recent in the last five years at least of just not being done. 
Is Modern Warfare 1 not done? 2019? I guess that one was done. Everyone's like, that's the great one, except for the part where America rewrote their war crimes to be Russia's war crimes. Yeah, that part's real bad. <laughs> that's okay. They could get a, a little bit extra blame right around <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it's really just been since 2020 and forward. Yeah, so everything since this new gen started. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway. That's, uh, that's Call of Duty this year. Oops. Yeah. If only other people out there were brave enough to play it, Bob and I wouldn't have had to put ourselves through the not even five whole hours campaign. <laughs> yeah, we... This, from the start of the stream, there was four and a half hours before we beat it. No, so, there, was, there was just barely five. Okay. The, the total runtime on it literally was like four hours, 55 minutes. Okay. But that was like, you know, us starting a stream. The game wasn't even done downloading when mm. we started that stream. So obviously we didn't get right into it. Mm. That thing was like four, uh, four hours, 40 minutes at most. It's uh, some. When do they just stop? When do they stop? Do the, do, are they not aware that at some point shipping bad campaigns is going to like poison the well? No. What could go wrong? Anyway. I'm sure if any publisher thinks any game franchise, like the franchise power is something from God that is unalienable, it has to be Activision with Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. And it's going to end the exact same way disney thinking that with the mcu is ending now where it's like we can't get these movies done our production thing fell to pieces because we didn't care we thought we were invincible god kings oh this isn't people aren't these aren't reviewing so fucking hot oh people are starting to leave time to kill ourselves i mean i think it feels like it's weird that they like this was call of duty though because they they did have that point a few years back where things started to crack Mm -hmm. like yeah. they started doing stuff in the future and they started doing stuff uh going back to world war ii and people didn't like any of that yeah people like, didn't like any of that so now that they're back on the just straight and narrow of modern warfare stuff mm -hmm. they 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 probably they might feel confident that this is fine but that that they should know that no you can also have people burn out on that like they did with world oh, yeah. war ii and the thing is like they'll survive but the new the new low will be so low mm -hmm. uh compared to where they are now that they should be ready for that <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah i'm done talking about call of duty hey bob hey did we uh play anything else <laughs> we played bordeaux upon kingdom I don't have much to say about Dokapon Kingdom. It's a fun game. Yeah. I would love to play the entire thing through. It's very funny. Chat gets mad when we're not violent enough to each other. Right? That's what most chat was. It's and like, I'm like, guys, you got to save your violence for a moment where your strike will mean something. I right. can't just constantly. Yeah, if you're just always at each other's throats, I mean, it's yeah. not as powerful as where it's like, oh, suddenly things have turned. Right. In a moment of weakness, uh, Bob showed a moment of weakness and then uh, Eric tore him apart like some fucking Wolverine <laughs> who knew this was hiding within Eric this whole time. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to talk about that too much. Mm -hmm. it's, it's fun. It was funny coming back to it after six months. Yeah, that was a lot of like, what are we doing? What What is... I guess we should we... fight this blue guy. <laughs> uh but on that stream, we ate po' folks, and that was pretty. That was pretty good. It was surprisingly good. Yeah, that was fine. I thought it was going to be terrible, right? But you know what was terrible? Mm. The masala soda. <sighs> hey, Agro, how did the masala soda sit with mm -hmm. you? 
for a while, I was concerned that I would never again not be tasting it. <laughs> yeah. But then after, after about a day, <sighs> I realized that I could no longer recall any of its flavors because its taste did not fit with my mental model of a universe in which it is worthwhile to exist. And so had nothing to grab onto <laughs> as I chose life and joy. Yeah, I woke up the next day and was still tasting it. It was awful. We got to try two different flavors of it mm-hmm. uh, from two different brands. Neither of them were the brand of the first one we had when we first went up to the new Gigaboots HQ City. Uh, oh, boy. Did you know different brands can't save a flavor? <laughs> Talking about it afterwards in a Discord, somebody informed me that ranch soda was the most disgusting soda they've ever had. And me and a couple other people just went, I don't know that that can be as bad as masala soda. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. You know, masala soda is so unique. Like, it's so strong and awful. It, it like the way I've gotten to refer to it, like the way that makes the most sense to convey to you, audience, uh, of how it tastes. It tastes like you you are drinking seawater that has literal sewage in it, mm-hmm. and it's carbonated. That soda is disgusting, and I can't imagine ranch soda being worse. But the thought that it might be intrigues me. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, but that's it. The last stream, Bob. Did you play anything else? I got a chance to play a little bit of that Grand Blue versus Rising uh, beta that was up last weekend. Um, I really didn't play much of the regular game mode, but they had a they had lately you play the other game modes in this game, the Fall Guys, the Fall Guys mm-hmm. Grand Blue fantasy game called Grand Brews. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um. Yeah, you get to choose an avatar from all the characters that are in the game. And they're just the little chibi guys. You go around the, um, like, their online mode that lets you walk around arcade cabinets normally. You can choose these avatars of all the characters. Mm-hmm. But it puts them in literal Fall Guys stages. So you do three different rounds. They only, there are a lot more that are locked in the beta. Mm-hmm. So I only have to try three different game types. First one, obstacle Obstacle course. Okay, that's uh, usually fun. Right, so right. you just run along in a 3D platformer d- dodging um, like spinning uh, blades and spike balls and that sort of stuff. And you, But the thing that makes it different from Fall Guys is it has like Mario Kart style power-up pickups. So you can get like you run into the thing and then it goes through a cycle of like it could give you a random weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are like a shield that may- protects you from anything that would hit you. Other ones are literally, you know, this is like a, an attack to hit other people off the, out of your way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one where you can try on like a puddle and it makes people transform. Uh, and then they can, can't do jumps well anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's so it's pretty devious. <laughs> um, and that was neat. And then, right. then I played the second game. It's not eggs, is it? It's eggs. God damn it! But it's gold uh, bars instead of eggs. It feels a lot better than eggs because you can actually, you run into the giant gold bar and they hold it. They automatically hold it and then you run into another and they, this stacks. Oh, 
Okay. So it's in some ways it's nothing like eggs, but the same concept okay. of like you have the three teams okay. trying to get the gold bars to their zone. Yeah, that sounds tolerable. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I never won a match of this game. <laughs> it, it, well, it's the egg mini game, so <laughs> right. Um, they have like comeback mechanics and stuff. Uh, so the team that's doing worse will sometimes get a power up that's called like owl mode or something, and it turns you into an owl and you can go steal gold from the other people's stockpiles. Um, okay. Yeah. So that was pretty neat. It feels like there's actually a decent bit of strategy that could go into that. Um, is and also there's power ups in this one as well. It's, it's like different weapons and stuff to knock people stuff out of people's hands. Uh, you also have a dive move, but if you use that, you drop all your gold. So I feel like that that dive was probably only really useful in the other the obstacle courses and stuff, and not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final game mode, which I didn't get to play myself. I just got to watch other people play because I kept losing egg mode. Um, <laughs> I hate when I lose egg mode. So you're all on one big platform. Mm-hmm. And then the boss of the game is flying above you, but he's like a shirtless ripped version of him. Grand blue. Yeah. Uh, so he just he's doing uh lifting dumbbells with each arm okay <laughs> while shooting lasers and stuff at your, your platform <laughs> and the platform keeps getting destroyed and getting smaller and you have to try and stay on it is is this what we have to look forward to in the uh action game relink <laughs> probably <laughs> this is our bayonetta style like conclusion boss he's <laughs> the size of a fucking planet a lot of people say that's pretty Drago core from uh, Ring Fit, the Dragon. Oh event. yeah, that is true. Did he do squats at you? Were you behind him and well, he, he just didn't he, even turn to look at you? He, he flies, so he doesn't need to well, work he out can, the legs. He can like, oh okay. Yeah, he's, he right. doesn't move. His, so his it's never upper leg body, day. One his sec. upper body is gigantic. His legs are kind of normal size. Oh, that's. <laughs> I'm just imagining a certain web comic about Dragon Ball Z from back in the day, featuring <laughs> a guy named Mister Huge. <laughs> um trying oh yeah you can also in the avatars you can select there's all the characters from the game like normal Mm -hmm. and then there's your little dragon buddy who's like grand's friend from the regular game yeah he's like this tiny little guy Mm -hmm. there's this regular version of him and then there's uh uh, his name good abs (laughs) all right yeah Yeah. it's the huge buff version of him him. now people love me um so that was great mm. um it's not worth buying the whole game just for this mode but i'm glad it's here because the rest yeah. of the game seems good so might as well have right something yeah extra. no this, this is the version of this game i've been waiting for the one that's next gen and doesn't take forever to load into the single player because the single player sounded so fascinating and i wanted to play it and i still like enjoying playing the multiplayer because it has shawet uh-huh so so yeah fuck it throw in your fall guys mode i don't i don't care and then i did mess around a little bit with the lobbies for the regular multiplayer mode Mm -hmm. which the lobby used to be like a single airship with a line of arcades yeah you had the two on and two more yeah 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 now it's this gigantic area with like it's a fantasy world that's got an airship parked and uh like an island to walk around and then a cave filled with arcade units it game it does not run well because they put too much here, <laughs> but it's impressive how much is there. And like, I think that there's like 50 plus people in the lobby. It, you, you could just see it fill up. So that's neat. 
I don't know if it's really advisable to have let that many people in and make a game run this bad when it's on the PS5. But it looks so cool. <laughs> we'll never get GPU strong enough for these lobbies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that game is looking pretty cool. And I think it's out next month. Cool. Ugh, fitting that in. And I know, right? You know, the funny thing is we didn't have the insanity that was the Donathon going on mm -hmm. and, and the rewards for the Donathon and also the move. Yeah, I probably would have cleared my entire backlog by now, unlike right. prior years, because mm -hmm. yeah, I did I, have a serious effort on that. Like, I, I really just need to finish Disguise 7 and then do um, Star Ocean, and I feel pretty confident, but so I haven't got had time to do any of that. Alan Wake 2, Star Wars. Oh, we're not just pushing Alan Wake 2 to next year and be like, it didn't come out. It didn't put no, I, I'm sorry. Everyone's too positive on it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I, I've heard way too many people say it's really buggy and crashed on me a bunch of times. It's like, I'm not paying $60 for a digital-only game that where people say that. Sorry, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't seen any of that. I hadn't. Um, were those people on PC? This is relevant. I'm no, not trying to exclude them. Console. So maybe PC's fine, he said, crawling <laughs> into the misery machine. I feel, I, feel like, I feel like just people don't say anymore because every big game is broken at launch now. Mm -hmm. yeah god like to some like like spider-man crash 2 crashed on me like twice and that used to never happen blood and bones going everywhere as i keep crawling into the misery machine and i go it works fine on my machine i was the weird thing about the spider-man crashes too like usually i'm used to a game full crashing when it's buggy not everything's fine right that's yeah. also how it happened to me yeah that's weirdly enough uh, you know, the, some might say maybe these games are getting so big that in no world do you make them perfectly rock solid anymore. You make them act completely normal until everything goes wrong. <laughs> I used to have a van like that. <laughs> uh, well, Bob, if you're done talking about Grand Blue. I am. I have a game I would love to talk to the viewers about. Mm -hmm. um, let me just change this out. A couple, actually. So, Agro, you may recall I tweeted you last week at the very end after podcast day. I think it was literally the end of podcast day, right after you got out of the call, about some sort of game that might be game of the year material. I played Koi Koi Love Blossoms. Oh, you actually played that, huh? I did. For people who don't know, Koi Koi Love Blossoms. <sighs> is a VR and non-VR game where you go to uh, your grandfather's ailing sort of rest, uh, re resort stay, like an inn. It's in Japan. Right. And there are two sisters who have been running it sort of for your grandfather and uh, a, a sort of elderly sage lady mm -hmm. who's just old enough to be hot, but not too old as to be grandmotherly. And you, you <laughs> might have some conversations with them that end up going in directions that are uh, horny, maybe? Because the first thing that happens is you walk in and you're like, here I am. Oh, I miss this place. I'll go to the hot springs. Oh, no, there are two ladies in it. I should step in and then try to make it casual as I'm just like in the buff in the same hot spring as them. And then, and then the lady gets so upset, she slaps you and you black out. And then it plays the intro video. Mm -hmm. Okay, but like how horny are we talking? Like... Wearing the towel shot from the back, no towel, convenient steam, or just like, ha ha. I don't know why that was the tag for the third option, full nudity. But. 
the front, they're both facing you and towel while sitting down in the hot spring. Mm. This game is fucking bad. I am literally going to be on a phone with Sony tomorrow to return it. Uh, this is a VR game, remember? So here's the weirdest thing. You can't move. Have you ever played a VR game where it's just like, nah, you don't move? You need to find the text box floating in the environment. Point your hand at it and hit X. Except for, here's a weird problem. You can move. By pushing the stick, it just nudges your character. Seemingly completely accidentally. Like they started to work in movement. And then they went, no, dude, this is breaking everything. Disable it. They didn't turn it off well enough. <laughs> right? Oh my God. And both sticks do that. So I'm like clipping into walls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the game runs at Vita resolutions, which is really rough on the eyes in VR. It doesn't run great outside of VR, but in VR, it is straight up 540p. Yeah, Dan, I don't know if you should return this game. It sounds like you're on track for some speed running strats. <laughs> Hit it with that Skyward Sword slow clip. They they literally have text boxes pop up. It's not dubbed in English. And your character never speaks anyways. It just pops up as a text box. And the text box will be in the water. But because of the way they render water, you can't read anything that's under the fucking water. So I have to do this and crane my head under the water and be like, oh, that's the rest of that sentence. Thank you. God, that sounds like if it was made intentionally, it would be amazing. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. If there was an intentional, nuanced sort of idea and vision here, that would be really good. It is, in fact, just depressingly bad. I... I was stumped at the beginning of this like it was fucking Castle Shadowgate. I'm hearing the music in my head as I go. How do I move or do anything? And then eventually we see there's a thing on the counter over here. And if I point my hand at this thing, nowhere near me, by the way. And I highlight it and then hit a face button, not a trigger. Triggers do nothing. The normal triggers do nothing. The inner triggers, I think, open and close my hand. One frame, by the way. No animation. Just open or close. Uh-huh. And then it would fade to black, fade back in. I'm now at the desk looking at that and doing that. Yeah, the insane part was you don't click on the thing because that was that would make any sense. You click right. on the text the above text the thing. The text that appears above the thing. Uh, then the next movement was I'm now... Okay, in this entrance, there was a room in front of me from the entrance per, like point of perspective. I'm now far to the left, and they need me to, at, once they run out of text boxes to scroll through, I need to turn around and look down the hall that was easy to look down where I started and is now really uncomfortably around the corner. So I have to crane my head to point at a text box out there that says, maybe this way. And then I teleport out there after it fades to black slowly and fades back in. This thing's garbage. This thing is unreasonable that they publish this. This might be the worst digital game I've ever bought on the PlayStation Store. It is just not functional. Mm -hmm. Absolutely rotten video game. It's so depressing. And I see so many people in chat being like, when are you going to show us on a stream? And I'm like, I'm trying to return it. It was $40. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's it's clearly mechanically uh, inept, but I mean, uh -huh. but I mean, maybe like is the, is there like a juicy core? Is there something? Is the how degenerate does this game get, Dan? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> how worth it is it to slog through this broken piece of shit on a scale of cat girl harem defeating saber tacos? How creepy does making this game or playing this game make you feel? Uh, man, when is Echo Par getting a VR game? I don't or did know. Did they already? I don't, I don't know. 
I feel like they maybe, have. To maybe arrive. they have. Maybe they I don't have. think. I don't think they have the fucking money. Those games yeah, cost gonna... like thirty-five cents. They're. Oh, just don't worry. In. This didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think anybody at the at the Neko Para Studio knows how three D works. <laughs> They're like, we can just like use an AI to make this two D image three D. Right? Oh my god! Someone's gonna do that. It's only a matter of time. <sighs> On Steam, this game's fifty-five dollars. Non-VR only. That's insane. On PS5, oh it is $40 and you get both versions. Playing the non-VR version, you can begin to understand what the original structure of the game was and how they completely failed to turn it into VR. It is still nowhere near acceptable. <laughs> Sony needs to improve their return policy. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous that I mean, like Steam just got that working and great. Uh -huh. years ago yeah and, and sony's like why would we do that the government isn't kicking our teeth in mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yeah it's um no, no as far as i can tell you do not play koi koi and koi koi you might play table tennis i don't i don't know <laughs> i didn't get that far because uh aggro it is not loot enough or gremlin enough or dirty enough it doesn't make me feel subhuman enough for that to pay off compared to chewing through the leather that is playing this game. Mm. It is so hard to progress in because of how incredibly incorrectly it is made. Which is a shame because the last dialogue I had was, you know, the, the slightly older lady being like, oh, your grandfather entrusted me to take care of this place. By the way, that hot spring is girls only during that time. So that's on you. And then you run into the two sisters and they allegedly had calmed down since. And, and, then, and then they're like, hey, um, about earlier. And then you can say, you're welcome. Or Oof. thank you. And I'm like, yes, we're selecting that one. And then they go, what? And then you're like, oh, I meant sorry. And I'm like, no, that's not what I select. <laughs> uh. One of them is mean and looks you right in the other eye, and the other one's super shy and has anxiety and doesn't like making eye contact. They Do they both have purple hair? I actually can't remember. I can't remember their hair color. Do you I feel like one of them color? had red hair and I don't remember what the other one did. I, don't, I, don't I think that the I think the maid had purple hair. Yeah, the maid, the the slightly older maid had purple hair, so you know. This game's fucking terrible. Do not buy it. I'm asking you, audience, to not buy it. However, we should have a revolt about how, like, they don't have good return policies on Sony because this thing's functionally broken. They're like, okay, get on a phone with a human being between the hours of 10 and 9 p.m. Yeah, they... Uh, and you dealt with how bad, like, uh, Fireteam Ultra was. Firewall Ultra 2. Yeah, yeah, Firewall Ultra 2. And it's like, yeah, that's something Sony themselves is selling, and they should they should have to no. give that money back. Yeah, they should. Um but yeah, they, they literally, if you say this game is terrible and I played it for less than an hour, mm -hmm. they'll still be like, nope, not how it works. See ya. So I got to be like, yeah, I can't read the text because it's clipped into walls. Oh, and I forgot to mention the funniest part. Okay. How do I describe this to you people? Okay. So I'm in this room, right? You can see the relative size of the bookshelf behind me. Now imagine me pausing in this chair meant I got this big and hovered in this area and everything was huge and terrifying. 
For some reason, that's what pausing does. It fades to black, <laughs> fades back in, and you now have a scale because in VR, this sort of shit is evident. It just, you are obviously of a certain scale based on how it looks. You have become three inches tall, and it is mortifying. The thing that was on that desk was like some notes, some fabric, like a towel or something, and uh -huh. a note on top of it. And when I paused, it became the size of a king bed, a king size mattress. And I'm just like, why? Why have you made the most terrifying pause? Like, you just didn't know what you did here at all. So anyway, yeah, that game's uh, absolutely terrible. And I am legitimately totally bummed out about that. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that could have been funny as hell. I don't even think it would be funny for a stream. I want my $40 back. I'm going to get that $40 back from Sony. So that's it for me. Bob, that's it for you? Yep. Hey, Chris, what you been playing? Uh, So I played Broken, Bob. You, you were supposed to talk about a certain video we put out. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Hey, Agro. <laughs> hey, Dan. You may have noticed we gave a game a chance this week. That did come to my attention. We, in fact, gave the seventh guest VR a chance. I, as I understand it, you haven't watched the video. I have not. That's that's good because literally in that video I go, Agro, stop watching now. <laughs> if you're watching now, stop it immediately. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> we had that conversation forever ago on uh, what was it? We share your dreams, where you're like watching someone try to solve a puzzle when you know the solution is like a ring of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we go through the rooms that I had played before and basically re recollected all of how to solve these puzzles. And then we get to the blind one. And, oh, it's the drinking game where you punch one, two, or three to oh say how many God. swigs yeah, no, you like, take. That's, that's one of those games that I'm pretty sure is, like, mathematically solved and somebody wrote a paper on it. But if you don't know the end, I just brute forced the fucking thing. Same. It took forever. Listen to those NPCs yell at you. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that happened after the video. That that room because uh, we did yeah, a fresh yeah. room. The fresh room was and the cube room. Yeah. Yes, cube room was pretty cool. But the video ends on this room with the drinking game and chat. I need you to understand this is not hyperbole. Literally, the parking mini game from Astral Chain. <laughs> Until that room, I was certain this was going to show up in my top 10, and now I've been shook to my bones. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to break down and use a coin on the Astral Chain Parking minigame one. Because for people who don't know what's up with the Astral Chain Parking minigame, you have uh, things that take up a set amount of spaces. You know, they're either one, two, or three things, and there's one that's four, long, and they can only move in one direction. Mm -hmm. You can either move them laterally or vertically, right? Horizontally or vertically. And you have to grab the pieces and shuffle them all around so you could get a thing through the puzzle. And I fucked with that thing for 20 minutes and could not figure it out. I'm like, I feel like it's getting worse. Is this worse. The, the coffin one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. For some reason, my brain cannot deal with that. Oh, damn. This is, the, this is why I love seeing other people play puzzle games. I'm like, <laughs> I struggled on a couple other puzzles. This one I walked through. I barely remembered it. I don't know. And no, it's not basically a slider puzzle. I can do slider puzzles nowadays. They're really easy to do once you understand it. Uh, Evil Lucario, actually, I believe, was the one who was like, this is how you do slider puzzles. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like having the touch of God and my brain lighting up and my eyes started glowing. Uh, but to talk about things more broadly about the 7th Guest VR, 
That game is fantastic. It looks amazing. It's uh, got this fantastic comedy horror vibes, as Agros described on past episodes, where the ghastly spirits of the past, or ghostly, rather, uh, appear in front of you and act out their scenes. They're apparently filmed and just projected onto these 3D models per frame, which it does an amazing job of capturing all their performances. Uh, this cast is hilarious. It's basically, they turned Clue into an escape room puzzle game in VR. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. And it is really great. There's lots of cool environmental jokes. There's lots of really neat visuals. It's a great experience. I highly recommend if any of this sounds up your alley, go watch that Give It Games a Chance, the seventh guest VR, because that game is dope. And I'm hoping the Astral Chain parking minigame is the low point. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I solved that that drinking game faster, but yes, I also brute force that, where I'm just like, someone out there uh, like had the same thought as Agro. Someone out there knows exactly how this puzzle is solvable, uh -huh. and it ain't me. <laughs> it, <laughs> it might even just be arbitrary, not a real solved puzzle. It's just, well, the correct solution was for you to hit these numbers in this order because we programmed it like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but yeah, everything else about that game is really fantastic. You have this spectral lantern that you can shine on everything to show its original state instead of the current dilapidated covered in moss state. And that does fantastic things, not only to specific, like the environment broadly, where you can see it restored to its original glory, but also hyper-specifically paintings will reveal spooky faces on them and other hilarious stuff where it'll just be like, look, it's these, it's, what was it? It's a chicken on a farm and something else. And then you shine the light on it. It's just like, oh, no, now it's a cooked chicken and a cooked pig. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then it'll be like, here's a painting of a baby. And then you shine the light on it. It's like, oh, no, it's evil Antichrist baby. <laughs> uh, it's really, really funny. And I really did enjoy my time with it. I'm hoping that room is uh, the downbeat of my entire playthrough because it literally took one of... One of my least favorite puzzles in a game ever. It just went here. Yeah, that'll happen in a multi-puzzle type experience. Yeah, because according to the map, which is really cool, like, I love that their map system is a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. Like, you just grab the thing and pull it over whatever room you want to look at, whatever options you want to select. According to that, there's something like 14 rooms in the whole house. And each one of those takes a significant chunk of time. I mean, I knew the solutions in the giving games a chance video right. and it still took a significant chunk of time to get through so aggro you've beaten that game i have uh any final thoughts on that i don't think anything either of us haven't said like the the atmosphere is top-notch stuff it's wacky melodrama weird sense of humor vibe is immaculate <laughs> And the final confrontation is out of fucking nowhere and amazing. <laughs> Good. That's exactly what I want. Um, yeah, I guess the last thing I would add is if you're really into like Sega CD era or PC CD-ROM era FMVs with live action actors just having it up, mm -hmm. this is absolutely for you. Because those are those are the reward morsels you get at the end of every room. You get to see this person being like, hmm, why would the toy maker hide this here? Wait a minute, this is blank. And then a spooky face comes out of the painting and is like, bring me the cross child. And it's just like, oh no. It's great. 
it really is something you should look into. Uh, I guess since we segue to aggro already. Sorry, Chris. Hey, aggro. What else have you been playing? Uh, I am bone achingly close to finishing the Talos Principle. Ooh, two. That's two. Talos <laughs> Principle two. Uh, uh, and at this point, I consider one a demo. <laughs> oh, wow. This is like that Portal 1, Portal 2 glow up, except the puzzles are still great in Portal 2. Oh, what? That's nothing like it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. Should I play the Talos Principle 1? I was going to say, like, I, I, I thought I knew somebody who had, and I figured it might have been you. And I was going to ask and forgot. I, but I, I was extremely interested, and then it just slipped away. But now it's game of the year relevant with two. I should say, like, because it's a collection of unique puzzles, the Telus Principle one is still fun to play. Mm -hmm. But if you want to skip it, you can. The Telus Principle two's opening hour is basically, good morning, here's what happened in Telus Principle one. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't really, like, need it. That's what Atomic Heart 2 is going to do, but the, 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 the events that happen right after that are going to be time travel that undoes that game. <laughs> Hell yeah. So they can just do whatever they want now. That's bravery. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm really happy with uh, where the story in, that's you know kind of in the background has gone so far. I really think the writing is paying off. If, if a couple of things stick the landing, this is actually going to be really a really special experience. Um, one thing I wanted to point out that I don't think I mentioned last time was like in Talos Principle 1, you've got like three environments and you're mostly in the desert. Mm -hmm. Desert, stone wall. This game has like environmental design and like trees and shit. <laughs> like, uh, you know, your first environment is, is, is a grassy mountainous area. Then you go out into the desert with beautiful blue water and on a single occupant personal rail conveyance and the Riven vibes have never been stronger. Ooh. <laughs> you end up going to like a swamp and then like some old autumn forest. Like there's really beautiful stuff in this game. It's an absolute glow up from the first one. And also I, I think I have to teach a robot uh, what the nature of objective morality is or isn't. And I'm not sure if he's going to cry. <laughs> and how that will affect you when he does. It seems like there there are like there's a certain point in the game where you can pick, well not really pick, but you answer a bunch of questions and it determines which subplot you're going to watch throughout the game Ooh. or interact with. And That's cool. I I think I accidentally got onto the one that I was going to hate the most, but I think it's going to be great cuz I think I'm <laughs> I'm going to end this motherfucker's whole career. Like I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> But I think I'm about to be really shitty and vindictive. <laughs> Fucking robot may cry up in this bitch. <laughs> as you can see here, robot, I have drawn you as the Wojak and myself <laughs> as the chat. <laughs> tell you one really great thing the Telus Principle 2 has going for it. You've got a series of discrete puzzles that all, you know, have different mechanics and it mixes the mechanics in new and interesting ways. But I know that no matter how much of this game I play, I will never encounter a 3 by 3 slider puzzle. <laughs> Why do you say that like it's a bad thing? Now that I I've had the touch confidence. of God. 
I would have easily traded the drinking game or the National Chain Parking game for a three by three. I would have traded it for any size slider puzzle. I don't know. <laughs> the boss of the game is a three by three slider puzzle. He uh, he looks like the iRobot robot from the movie, and he just pops out the slider puzzle from his chest cavity. <laughs> Agro's like, no, my worst enemy. It is really hard not to make iRobot jokes. That is exactly what they look like. Mm -hmm. So if we do a spoiler cast, we know what the thumbnail should. Yeah. That's well, awesome. But then you have to like Photoshop an arc reactor onto their chests. Okay, and then I'll just put them in like an Unreal Engine 5 tech demo background with like desert sandy walls. Like, That's it. Yep. There. Thumbnail done. <laughs> if, if this were the future, I could just tell an AI what we just said out loud and then I would be an artist. <laughs> My God. Yep, all of what you said is true. <laughs> and then I would tell them, write a movie. It's about these feelings. And then it would. And then I'd get canceled because I didn't read the whole script, but filmed it anyway. <laughs> uh, did you did you have anything else you wanted to say? Did... Uh, really, I just wanted to say that, like this year, I may not have time to play all of the puzzle games and JRPGs that have come out. <laughs> what is this year? It's, it's amazing. so good. Right? It's so good. We're eating so good out here. Okay, well, if you didn't play anything else, I guess we can take it over to Chris. Hey, Chris. Okay, so uh, I played Broken Age, the very first Kickstar big Kickstarter game. Not the first Kickstarter game, but the first notable one. First big. Set off the yeah. Kickstarter boom. Yep. Uh, they got something in the ballpark of $3.3 million, I believe. Tim Schafer frittered it all away before they were done with the game and they had to release the game in two parts, Act 1 and Act 2. Uh, act 1 is half the length of Act 2. Huh. Act 2 is mostly filler and backtracking. Because mm. I guess they didn't get as many fucking sales as they thought they would. Uh huh. So, I could talk about the story of Broken Age, but it doesn't really matter. It hardly has one. Really? What? Um, it's. I think Tim Schafer's bet. I think the reason that that Psychonauts tends to work out is that the structure and conceit of Psychonauts—you go into somebody's mind and explore their mind palace. Yeah. Caters to Tim Schafer's. I have four hundred ideas. I want to do them all. Like it. It caters to that mindset he has. Because in this. The whole conceit is there's two characters. There's the girl and the guy. And the girl progresses through a bunch of different areas, meeting these different cultures. And you're in each culture for about 30 minutes because it's just one small section. And then the guy is like in a more static area. And it really feels like Tim Schafer came up with all these wacky ideas for things in the game and didn't know how to make them flow together at all. Like... It's not, it's not like, and I've played a bunch of these LucasArts adventure games. Like I've, I've played Grim Fandango like before, like on DOS or not DOS Windows 98. Cause by the time that game came out, DOS wasn't really a thing anymore. Um, DOS is forever. <laughs> like Grim Fandango has a linear structure where you go from place to place, but it's also much longer and it sets up a core conceit very quickly. Like it sets up the plot. 
this game does not set up a plot, nor does it ever. Things sort of just happen. Like the the plot in this, if 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 you if you pick if you pick the guy, you don't fucking know what's going on at all until the very end of his of his act one. Oh, you actually have to choose. Yeah, you get to choose. You have to you have to do them both, but you get to choose which one you do first, and you can swap at any time. But of course, when you get to the end of a character's act, you can't progress any further until you do the other ones. Mm-hmm. So the for the girl, it's like. Uh, she's a human sacrifice for a big monster. Everybody seems to know what this monster is, but nobody talks about it. Uh, so the monster tries to eat her, but she kicks it in the face and rides off on a bird to the next area. And then she leaves the, like, so she's in Cloudland, and then she leaves Cloudland and goes to Beachland. And then she helps a guy who was a Kickstarter backer and therefore is really poorly voice acted. (laughs) Who I think is like one of the directors from harmonics. Cause this was like the $10,000 Kickstarter tier. Um, so she helps him get his spaceship working again to use the death ray on the big monster. And then you switch to the other character who is like a guy in space. Like, I'm not going to go into the story. It's it's stupid. It's dumb. And it's fine for it to be dumb. Mm-hmm. But the game also is, like, it's it feels hollow. Like, again, it has that brutal legend thing where it feels like you had the plot up on a board, and as Tim Schafer spent money incorrectly, he had to, like, keep taking things out of the storyboard. It's like, we can't do that. We don't have the money for that. Take out this scene. Take out that scene. And you're stuck with something that kind of tells us like a coherent story, sort of, except it doesn't really explain anything about anything. It just, and then it just stops at the end. Man, I had no idea it was, uh, that bad. Yeah. Um, like, and overall it's fine. Like the pup, like, uh, it gets worse in Act 2 because apparently people complained that the game was too easy. Oh, okay, okay. So they decided, let's go back to the bullshit. Duh. So there's certainly a lot of puzzle puzzles that are bullshit, including my least favorite form of adventure game puzzle ever. Do this thing, you're timed. Like, oh. navigate the character from here to here under a timer. Uh. Oh, Agro loves that. He was talking about that early this year. I, so they fall on that hmm. old chestnut a bunch in Act 2. Oh, God, really a bunch? God damn. Right, that feels like, do it once and then remind people how bad it is and, and never and do it again. for forgiveness. <laughs> right. <laughs> the... Oh. Like, the... The girl's side of the plot doesn't set up anything interesting at all. Then the guy's side of the plot sets up something really interesting, and then they don't explain it at all. It legit, like, they they kind of, they give you an explanation, but it sucks and is half there, so it legitimately feels like Tim Schafer didn't, it feels like a J.J. Abrams mystery box, where you show the audience the box before you know what's in the box. Mm-hmm. So, of course, whatever is in the box sucks. 
but all that's whatever. If it was just that, I I could have been like, yeah, that that wasn't like that was that didn't revive the adventure game genre. It wasn't as good as Monkey Island, Sam and Max, Full Throttle, or Grim Fandango. It wasn't as good as any of those. Mm-hmm. But it would be fine if it didn't have the absolute worst puzzle I've ever seen in a game that it gets obsessed with later on. Dan, show the diagram. Please. Okay, put the diagram yeah, up on screen. Yeah, here's the diagram. <laughs> Chris made this diagram for this. <laughs> So you get given you get given a, a, an object that has six points. I've labeled them. They are not labeled in game. You just they're just points in a what is the term of that? What is the name of that shape? Hexagon? Hexagon. Uh, you have to connect three wires to different points in this hexagon. Um so what you do is you get a photo on, and you have to do this at first. The first time you have to do this is on the guy's route. There is no solution to the puzzle on the guy's route. The solution to this puzzle is in the girl's route. Wherein you get to look at a picture and in the background, you see three combinations of shapes. Like you see like a triangle and a circle, mm-hmm. like a left arrow and a right arrow. And it, it, it's random in every playthrough, so you can't even look it up a solution. And so what you do is you wire three points. You you put on you put your three wires into this hexagon, then stick the hexagon in a thing, and it shows you which things, which shapes those wires are connected to it's so if it's so let's say so look at the diagram okay if your if your wires are connected a b f c e d that's what it'll show it'll say a b f c e d so you have to figure you have to figure out what each point what each what what shape each point correlates to do you get any of this no (laughs) (laughs) so look at the diagram imagine those letters aren't there Uh uh-huh okay but if you connect a wire to af Mm -hmm. and then stick this this hexagon in the puzzle device it will show you oh you have a wire connected between a and f Mm -hmm. so it will teach you that those two points are A and F. So you have to draw a fucking picture, which I really should have done during the stream. I use screen caps, which probably made it harder. So you need to draw a hexagon and, and like go through each thing with one or two of the wires and suss out what each point correlates to. Now that alone is mind numbing and hard to wrap your head around and almost impossible if you don't have if you don't draw a picture i just took screen caps and sussed it out that way which was still which was harder than drawing it would have been i should have just gone and got a pen and paper yeah but they keep making you do this with different combinations oh and not only that the wires, what order you attach the wires to each point imagines. AF and FA are two different things to this game. Hmm. 
all right. Oh, so the wires have directional flow embedded in their <laughs> yeah, wiring. Yeah, like fucking electricity. You know, that thing that electricity does, it goes uh -huh. in one direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, in the stream, I was so fried by how comp needlessly complicated this was because this is the puzzle that the entire climax of the game hinges on. <laughs> Like doing this kind of thing three or four different times at the in the in the finale is what the finale of this game hinges on. No. And, <laughs> no, and like think, you figured out how to solve the puzzle. Yeah, but now do it three more times. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it three more times across both characters. Only one character has the uh the thing to 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 let you test your layout it's i don't know why they did it at the time i didn't think it even showed you the direction the electricity was flowing but i think i just didn't notice that it did do that i think it actually had a colored flow in each one which i was just so fried by that i didn't even notice right you didn't notice the bear that was bouncing the ball because <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just so outraged. It's like electricity doesn't work that way. This is your It's not like it's not electricity. You are wiring a robot. Oh my God. There is no reason for the order you would connect these things to matter. Mm hmm. Apparently, Feng Shui is very important in electrical engineering <laughs> in the Tim Schafer verse. So. So I always heard it was kind of disappointing. I didn't hear this thing about it just ends abruptly and this nightmare puzzles at the end of it all. Oh, it, it, it ends insanely abruptly. It feels like they just didn't have money to make an ending. Yeah, oh. that, uh, that makes sense, given that they stopped making the game partway through, which was not a part of the original plan. Mm hmm Like, and Act 2, like, barely had... <laughs> That's a little loud. Jesus. Why is that so loud? <laughs> Act two like hardly has any new stuff. It's mostly the exact same areas from one and two, but like you swap who's in which area. Oh my <laughs> god! It becomes a uh, uh, Jesus. What's that PS3 game where you plays Keats? Folklore. Folklore. Yeah. You I just... mean, you do different things. It's just the character is in each is, is in the others. Uh, just gonna put like area Men menacing hexagon right next to him. <laughs> Um, like Elijah Wood is the main guy. I don't think he brought anything unique to the table, like voice acting wise, like the character isn't especially charismatic. I don't think he like got a specific, like he brought a special energy to the role that only Elijah Wood could. Mm. Same, same thing for Will Wheaton, who is in this game. Of course he is. Jack Black is just wasted. I don't know why Jack Black's here. I didn't even know he, he was in this one. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's in all. He, ever since Brutal Legend, Tim Schafer's wanted him in every real, every big project. Mm -hmm. Like he's 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 barely there, and he's a character that doesn't feel especially Jack Blackie. So, like, I don't. It really just felt like Tim Schafer wanted to hang around Jack Black again. Just this is like a a six and then the puzzles the like the the wiring puzzles at the end bring it down to like a four wow it's just as good as call did you want to work for a great that's great <laughs> so 
So what all is hey, left? It's, it, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Psychonauts 2. That's the only thing left. That's the only thing of the big double fine games that's left. They only made four. That's oh. kind of crazy. They're, they're... I mean, they made a million tiny little downloadable things like Costume Quest and mm -hmm. The Cave and Rad and some sh like massive Chalice a game that I that I believe they eventually copped to. Yeah, we we got because that that Kickstarter came like a year after the Broken Age one before Broken even Broken Age Part One had even shifted. Yeah. And I think they even copped. Yeah, we saw Fire Emblem Awakening sell three million copies instantly, and we needed in on that. Oh my god! What? How is that Ma like? Massive Chalice. Massive Chalice is a medieval strategy game where you like continue the royal line through different generations uh they confessed at some point they opened the kickstarter without even having a design document come on yeah double fine got double fine got big addicted to the kickstarter money mm -hmm. so big that they went off and made fig a new kickstarter right that kind of fucked them over with psychonauts too because mm. i don't know if people know this i feel like i've told the story on every double fine stream so i'm gonna tell it again now uh, the way Fig works is it's different from Kickstarter because P you can invest in the game for money. Like mm -hmm. you can go, I'm putting in this money. I will get a return on my investment. And they get, they tell you up front if you want to invest, like here's what we expect. Like with Psychonauts 2, I believe it was if we sell a million copies for $40 each, you'll get a 20% return on investment. Then when it came time to collect that money, they said our estimates were wrong. It's going to take two million sales at sixty dollars for the game to break even. Tim and when Schaefer they told people sure that is good at money management, yeah. And when they told people that the, the investors get a chance to to back out when you update like that, like mm -hmm. the, the investors, yeah. So a lot of them went buy, and that's kind of what put them into the pinch that eventually led to them being acquired by Microsoft. Once uh, Tim Schafer says that let them keep the boss fights. To, and then I look at Psychonauts 2 and say, this game looks way too expensive for that to have had to be the only casualty if Microsoft didn't acquire you. Right, 100%. I mean, you can't really trust Tim Schafer at his word of what money can get him or did get him because uh -huh. he's clearly bad at that end of production yeah, management. Yeah, the, the, like the nicest thing I can say about Tim Schafer is he, he's funny. He's funny, funny and charismatic. He's funny. He has decent ideas. He needs somebody that, like, he has no personal connection to at all who has a completely business, frankly, cruel relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Like, they need to solely exist to tell him, no, you can't do that. Yeah. They yeah. need to send in 2K Games uh, closer. <laughs> they need the guy who's over Diablo 4 or whatever right now to head on over there now. Because that's that's and, what the chain was. Bioshock Infinite, Gears, Diablo 4. Oh my god. That guy and is maybe, a closer. That's what he does. He needs to be attached at the hip to Tim Schafer. <laughs> maybe being owned by Microsoft is the best possible outcome for Double Fine. Because they don't give a shit. Tim Schafer can waste as much money as he wants. He will actually eventually release a game. So maybe this is the perfect, maybe this is the perfect setup. I'm not sure he if he will the, eventually in that environment because a lot of his workers will have to be contractors because that's their thing. Yeah, I don't know how long. I mean, how long a I leash mean, that Microsoft even will give him. 
I don't think I don't think they've laid off anybody at Double Fine. Like they bought Double Fine, and Double Fine had way too many people. That's why they were constantly on fire. They had mm-hmm. like two teams at the time capable of making full scale games in San Francisco. Or maybe not San Francisco. I forget the exact scene, but it was it was somewhere where cost of living was obscene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. maybe this is the best best possible outcome for Double Fine. Maybe he'll just keep chugging along, releasing a way late, way over budget game every five years, and Microsoft will be happy because it gets sevens and eights. I don't. I'm also like, if he doesn't have that fire under him, will he ever release it? Right. You have to wonder how like Ken Levine he is. I mean, Psychonauts two got out. Microsoft gave it a whole set, another dev cycle after they bought them. Like they gave it three more years. Uh, there is one Psychonauts game you're forgetting. Uh, Rhombus of Ruin. Yeah, yeah Rhombus of Ruin. That's a PSVR one game. So I'm certainly. It's not okay. Going I can ship you it. mine. Oh my god. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The no. Rhombus of Ruins. What you call the headset when you put it on? But yeah, uh, all that's left is Psychonauts 2, and I like Psychonauts 2. Like that that's a pretty solid game. If if Microsoft hadn't been legally obligated to ship it on PC and uh PlayStation, that would have been a strong dub last year. Or was it 2001? Uh, Maybe 2021. I forget. I thought it was last year. Was it? Yeah, I don't know. Whenever it came out. Oh, yeah. I played a couple other things. Oh. I beat Star Ocean, the second story R game code provided by Square Enix. Everything I said last week holds up. I I didn't do any of the post game. I haven't even I haven't even let myself touch that. Like I got I gotta get through so many other games before I let myself go back to the post game. I gotta gotta play Fire Emblem Engage. I gotta play Void Stranger. I gotta play Lies of P. I'd like to play a little bit more Star Wars, but I, I think I don't think that's making my list. I keep playing it and going, man, I should I should go check out God of War Ragnarok the New Game Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that's the thought you keep having, it sounds like no, this is not relevant anymore for game of the year. Uh, I do I I want to find I want to get to Disguise Seven. Mm-hmm. I want to somehow cram Baldur's Gate 3 down my throat before the end of the year. That one will be hard. Yeah. Yeah, Agro, did you but, finish Baldur's Gate? I did not. Okay, I didn't think so. Spiff did three full fucking playthroughs. Jesus. That is his game of the year. Yeah, that, like, that, that is a computer RPG that separates children from masters. <laughs> Which is funny because he told me for the first four hours, he, he was like, this game fucking sucks. Because <laughs> apparently he just ended up in a, a sort of space where none of his attacks would land for like four hours. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah, that's sure how Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons works. That's low level play, my guy. <laughs> but you know, past that, it's apparently the, the, one of the best games ever made. So... That's that's an interesting yeah, barrier. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was very funny. One of the one of the uh, the biggest one of the big writers on that game posting on Twitter about how much she likes uh, a specific storyline in Ark Knights. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And I and I was like, yeah, this is this is like I keep saying Bioware was at its best when they were just stealing from anime. <laughs> there was internal. Did you know that there was internal 
documents at Bioware, like internal discussion, be like, Final Fantasy VII kicked our ass on character writing. We look like fucking morons compared to that game. Jesus. To the point that in Baldur's Gate 2, one of like the goals of development internal document was do character writing as good as Final Fantasy VII. Damn. Mm. Cut to 2011, 2012, where they're like, JRPGs are dead. They never evolved. It's a doomed genre. I'm the head of Bioware. I'm very smart. <laughs> he keeps saying that. <laughs> so we have to trust him. We can't prove he's a dumb dumb. So yes, I can't recommend Star Ocean the Second Story R enough. Like, it really is the the the. It did that thing where they turned the they turned it into the game you remember it being, not actually the game it was. <laughs> and I played another thing. Oh. I played Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which came out last Wednesday, and I beat and I I chugged it. It's oh. not very long. I, I if you do if you do, I did almost everything and it took like 15 hours. Uh they said that this would be roughly half the length of a normal Yakuza game. Uh, I would say that's pretty accurate, but it has less than half of the normal content of a Yakuza game. There's sure a lot of sawdust in this 15-hour game. 15 I mean, if you haven't played, if you haven't played every single one of these games, you're probably fine. But I have, so I notice when it's like half of these side stories are basically just me going to one place, having a conversation, and doing a fight. Like, it's hard for me not to notice the discrepancy between side quests in the the, full, the more recent games that have more fleshed out ones mm. and this game. I, I don't see what you're worried about, Bob. It's got to be better than Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> oh, I liked, I, I liked Like a Dragon guy and the man who erased his name. I thought, I thought that was a perfectly acceptable game. Like, it's not hitting, like, it, like, Lost Judgment beats its ass, but there isn't a lot of games as good as Lost Judgment, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I surely go so back and play that at some point. <laughs> so in this game, Kiryu has is, has two styles because this is the first time you play as him in the newest version of the engine. So he has his normal style, his Dragon of Dojima style, which is basically the same move set he's had since the beginning of of time. Uh, not exactly the same because he's been nerfed because full power Kiryu. Can no can no longer be supported by the video game reality. Like he's too strong now. He's <laughs> he's exceeding the boundaries of it. Yes. Uh, and you have agent style, which is the conceit is that Kiryu has been sitting around. The, fucking not going to go into the extended plot of the Yakuza universe. He's been in hiding at a temple, and he's learned like the fighting style of this underground organization he's associated with. So that's his agent style, and also has wacky gadgets like a. Like a web shooter. And... God, yeah, I, now I remember those ads where it's like, yeah, he's just Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> that style sucks. Aww. It's, it sucks. It's weak. All the gadgets suck to use. Um, Like, the web shooter makes normal enemies trivial. Too bad you can't use it on anything smaller, bigger than the smallest tier of guy. Like, bosses will just snap out of it. Like, they'll... they'll 
wave, wave their hand and it's broken. Uh, you also get, also the way you use them is just doesn't feel good. Like it's like they, all the buttons on the controller are already used. Mm -hmm. So they had to do it like, well, hold one of the face buttons for each one. Or if you dodge or do this other thing and tap the button immediately, it will activate. So with the with the spider thing, it's it's you hold B, and then he'll eventually do it. It it it, it doesn't feel good at all. It sucks. Uh, the other ones you get are a drone. Like Kiryu calls in a fleet of drones to attack the target, which sucks and doesn't seem good at all. Maybe if you spend hundreds of thousands of yen to upgrade it, it gets a little better. But it's like I have the Yakuza style over here that just kills guys. Uh, you get jet boots, which are the most useful one I've noticed because it's just like Kiryu putting his arms forward in like a Superman pose and gliding towards people. <laughs> and since since this game is like, we're, we have the power to ha throw like 20 guys at you in one fight now. You can just like turn it on and slowly bulldoze through all of them <laughs> and send them all flying. <laughs> And then the last one is like Kiryu lights a cigarette that's also a bomb and throws it at them and it blows up after a second. Ooh. I never found any real use for any of them but the but the jet boots. Uh not I'm not really gonna go into the story. It it you, it requires so much it's so it's so deep. Right. So you, you wouldn't say this is one you should just pick up. Like in if you say you haven't played the other Yakuza leading up to this, this is not a good starting point. I mean, if you just, I mean, you can just not care. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for just not caring. Yeah. And I'm sure it has that. I didn't look, but I'm sure it has that thing at the title screen that lets you watch 12 hours of cutscenes to explain <laughs> what's happened up to this point. Uh, but I will say there is one really funny thing about the story. Mm -hmm. uh, has everybody seen the Yakuza 8 trailer, the Infinite Wealth trailer? I know what's in it, but I haven't seen it. Bob, do you know what's in it? I've seen it, yeah. Oh, okay. Agro, do you care? No, go for it. Okay, so so in the trailer, Kiryu says he has cancer. <laughs> I'm sorry. They just that's they just fucking gave a character from a long and storied franchise cancer. I can't deal with that. That mm -hmm. to in my brain, that's like Link has cancer. Like in my <laughs> yes. brain, that's anyway. how it processes it. <laughs> That it does not come up in this game. Like, he doesn't get the diagnosis at the end of this game. But. <laughs> it's a post-credit scene. <laughs> Samuel every, Jackson walks in. <laughs> in every, like, every other scene, every other one, and this is not like this in any other game in the franchise, in almost every other scene, he's like, man, I need a cigarette. In fact, I think one of the abilities you get is called, like, Essence of Smoke Break. <laughs> which you which you get in prior in prior games there's like heat actions where you where you if you're smoking a cigarette you like spit it at them and it burns their face and then you punch their head off but in this it's like use 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 smoking station like smoking areas throughout japan to smoke a cigarette and refill your heat bar and the description is literally like i'm sure if i read this i'll find a way to enjoy smoking even more it's it's just it's just impossible not to notice all the times he's jonesing for a cigarette in this game and not think this is just so it makes more sense when he has cancer in the next game, huh? 
it's really dark because of course the trailer that revealed that was out before this game was. Uh-huh. Uh, this game loses points because it missed the opportunity to do the coolest thing of all time. So uh, this is spoilers from Yakuza, for Yakuza 7. If oh. you care about that game that released three years ago. Oh my God, one moment. Uh, tune out. Oh, or, oh shit. Or if, I gotta if hit, you, the, if, hit the button. Oh, if you're God. on this podcast and intend to play that game completely unspoiled, perhaps <laughs> remove your headphones. Oh, okay. This is one second. We got to put up this. There we go. There it is. Um, and I'll just replace this top thing with... Hey, Bob, I suddenly have to pick. <laughs> okay, it, it's not a very big spoiler, but... Um, Kiryu's boss in that game? Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So, and, and this game takes place during Yakuza 7. Oh. To the huh. point that the clim the climax of this game is a thing, is an event that's in Yakuza 7. It's just like you're seeing what Kiryu was doing during it. So this whole time I was like, please do the coolest thing in the world and end with that boss fight from Kiryu's perspective. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. <sighs> I'm like, that would have been such an easy win. To just be like, here's here's the here's the final boss or the post or whatever, however they wanted to do it. These four crackheads who are deluded themselves into thinking they're in Dragon Quest. I right. wanted to see what fighting those people is like. Yeah, because then you get to see just regular things they're holding when it's like they think that they don't know what they're actually doing. <laughs> but they, I, I guess they figured that would be, I guess they didn't want Kiryu to punch the girl party member in the face, to which I would have just had her not fight in, in the Kiryu version of that. <laughs> but yeah, Does... it's kind of missed up my opportunity. Huh, does Kiryu not fight women at all in any of the Yakuza's? Nope, in fact, that's explicitly why uh, when he was at Sega, Nagoshi did not want Kiryu to be in Tekken. Huh. Okay. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't want my guy to be fucking brutalizing women. He only fights guys. He, he has the Sanji disease then, I see. I mean, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of women who are in real life who are trying to throw hands with Yakuza guys. <laughs> so it, 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 it's never really come up. Okay. So it's yeah, all right. That I guess that works a little bit better. I still think it's really funny in that uh, One Piece Warriors game. If you play Sanji, he does like no damage to women. Yeah. In fact, if you try to pick him in a map that uh, has women, it, it will tell you it's like, hey, maybe not on this one. <laughs> Uh, they changed, they changed the way the hostess clubs work to which, to, for, for the record, I despise the host club minigame in all of these games. Uh, I, I never interact with the hostess club minigames in these games more than they force me to. Mm -hmm. In this game, they made them FMV. So they're really creepy. Yeah, when you told me that, I thought it was going to be like the girl was green screened out and put into the Yakuza world. Right. You know, it's think. like they got they got a woman, they got like a model in a in front of a camera in a host club hostess club. And like you can see the reflections of yes, thank you. There's like a weird filter to smudge everything, and you can see the ring light <laughs> reflections in her eyes. It's just really fucking creepy. Toru-san, I think do it's you really... know what a streamer is? Do they do they dub this in English? Uh, it is not here. I they there is no dub in this game yet. 
Oh, what? It's going to be a post-launch update. Wow, I didn't know that. Wait, what's up? There's no dub in this? Uh, That's kind of surprising. It's going to be a post-launch update. Huh. Did they... Did they, like, change the main voice for Kiryu or something? I mean, they changed it to Yang Yi. Yeah, I thought they might have changed it again. That's why I delayed it. (laughs) They're like, oh, we got to delay it. No, I just assumed they didn't care. Because this is like a budget title. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I was just trying to figure out why he didn't launch the dub, though, because it seems crazy. Yeah, sometimes they just didn't they didn't think people would want them. They realized a little bit late. Um, I would I would assume that they will not dub this because the Yakuza games even lost judgment. The most recent dubbed thing. Is full of shit they just don't dub. Mm-hmm. Like every character's bark. Right. Or the or the enemies. So I would assume that won't change. But maybe, maybe they'll dub this creepy thing. Her eyes are almost edging red enough where you could Photoshop them to be even redder and just make her crying Wojak. I don't know. There's just something like <laughs> yeah, take a colorist it, take it down. would it's not. Genuinely, it's genuinely rotten. <laughs> I, I still think it's really funny. The ring light not only shows up in her eyes, but also in her, her glasses rims. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, just... that's how you know she's in a music video. Right. That's how you know. Anyways, here we go. Okay. It's, it went uh, away, Chris. You're good. Now. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to, to beat the bonus boss that's in every Yakuza game. But uh, the, the, the past couple games, they've decided they needed some dog shit like Overlord-esque mode where Kiryu has a team and does a team battle or, the, or like in the J- Judgment Games case, the Judgment guy. Uh, Yagami does a team battle Mm. and those modes are always terrible so I never complete them I I really wanted to and then it's like uh, you're gonna need to grind up your guys to beat this challenge and I'm like I'm not doing that like I'm not and frankly the fact you want me to makes me really worried for infinite wealth a game that they are claiming is the longest game ever made (sighs) Yeah, they were like, don't death stream this damn video games. And I'm like, how dare you? You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's my don't right. Don't try and death stream this 120 hour long game, Dan. Yeah, that's when we figure out and perfect the Gigaboots Baton Pass system. <laughs> is, is that where you die and then we don't do all that stupid shit you <laughs> told us to do after you die? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see, a normal a normal person would expect the baton pass to be they pass the baton to sleep. No, Dan, when his heart starts to fail because he's been up for seventy two <laughs> hours, will will call in Bob from the other room to give last rites and take over. Except Bob will just shut down the stream. <laughs> Bob's like in uh, memoriam of Dan dying to keep the stream going. I will stop keeping the stream going, <laughs> and then stops it immediately. <laughs> Like the second I hit the ground dead. <laughs> hey, you went to school with Dan video games? Well, this is how he looks now. Pretty ashamed now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we don't have the sounds on. You're totally right, Chad. The rest of Chad would be going I fucking al- insane. I, I also think it's kind of funny that they cook up a completely new and unspoken part of Curious past to explain why he might have a connection to Hawaii. Because that's where infinite wealth is takes place in. Huh. I did not expect that. I figured he could just go there because people just go there. 
You can just go to Hawaii? Allegedly. That's crazy. Rig's well, not safe. Well, Kiryu has a bizarre situation because at the end of Yakuza 6, he faked his own death. Right. Oh. And has to continue pretending to be dead so he can't just run around and be as active as he was. So. That That's just why he looks like the Persona 4 Frank character now. So you're telling me the cancer thing's karma? <laughs> Pretend you're dead, will you? <laughs> oh, no, God's pissed. The, the end of Yakuza 6 with the fake death is real stupid, and this game doesn't make it any less stupid. I think it kind of makes it more stupid. And I and they kind of come up with it a lot because every pre person who finds out about it is like, why'd you do that? This was your idea? What? <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. I'm kind of excited for the future of, of this franchise because there's there's nothing left. Like at, 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 after this in Yakuza 7, there's like no plot hooks from the past left at all. It's literally stripped entirely clean. They can only do completely new shit from now on. Did Lost Judgment set up stuff for future games? Lost Judgment is distinctly unconnected. Mm -hmm. to the Yakuza things like they don't have crossover at all even though there is a sub story where you meet two of the characters from Lost Judgment not the main character Th those streams aren't allowed to cross no <laughs> it's like uh, a reverse stand user situation <laughs> I mean in Lost, in Lost Judgment get... you're like a you're like a private detective so it doesn't really touch the Yakuza stuff anyway hmm. but in but yeah, it's it's just there's some stuff that happens in Yakuza Seven that like takes all the pieces off the board, which I guess is why it's in Hawaii now. <laughs> I'm all I'm also interested how that's going to go because in these other games, whenever there's multiple cities, it'll just be like you can just go to them, like you can just go back and forth, take a cab, it's Japan, take the train, it's Japan. Mm -hmm. You can't exactly easily have the main character hop back and forth from someplace in Japan and. Hawaii. That's a little bit more of a sell than going from, you know, Osaka to Tokyo. Just a little bit. Yeah. Now the rest of the franchise is their globetrotting adventures. And it's going to be Ichiban and Kiryu fighting around the world. <laughs> you know, for a couple of years until Kiryu uh, <laughs> dies. It's going to happen in Ireland. <laughs> But yeah, like, like, like a Dragon Guide, and I played it on Game Pass because it was day one Game Pass. I didn't feel like buying it. They didn't make a physical version. I'd have bought it if there was a physical version. Damn, seriously? They didn't yeah, make a fucking only. physical... Are you fucking... I didn't know Yeah, that, that really pisses me off because if you don't know, Yakuza 5 on PS3 was digital only. But then when they did the Yakuza HD collections for the PS4, they yes. included a PS3 case for Yakuza 5 in that physical version. And so you could have all of them on your shelf. And then they made a digital only one again. Oh my god. Mm. Um, I was going to ask, I, 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 I know that Lost Judgment was a little uh, heavy because it's made on the Dragon Engine, right? Mm -hmm. um, does Lost Judgment on PS5 run at 60 or 30? Because I, I okay okay because uh, yeah these these games run at sixty on on PS five anyway. There was a transitionary period where I know things got a little uh, hairy. Yeah, I think Dragon the first judgment was than... locked to thirty, and then they did the remaster where it's locked or it's unlocked. Okay, it. cool, cool. I, I I don't know if judgment was I don't know I can't remember if judgment was locked to thirty on PS four 
or if it just dropped so much, I I assumed it must be higher than that normally. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Judgment's capped at 30. Because when I found I the, out, I was floored. Right. I did this. I did the secret boss of Judgment, and that that becomes a slideshow on PS4. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the the clip of someone knocking shit over at a convenience store, and it drops to like four frames. Yeah, it's capped at thirty. Right. It's usually yeah, it's, not there. It's usually unless you're on PS5, in which case it's a smooth thirty, but not always. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope I want. I wonder if six is uncapped. Huh. Yeah, I have no idea. The first Dragon Age I, game. While we were talking about this, uh, you know, Curse's praise for Lost Judgment was so high. I was like, oh, man, I wish the PC version of that. Oh, wait, I have a God tier PC now. Wait a second. <laughs> right. You can could I probably reinforce that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm looking at it. It's like, yeah, you could probably run 4K at like 100 frames per second. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> if my CPU can oh. keep up. If I can. <laughs> man. Hey, hey, Western side of the game industry. Mm hmm. That temporal AA shit is making you look like morons. Yeah, I don't know what's up with... We're going to introduce more image artifacts into our fucking games, and that'll be a sick dub. Because I was like, man, this game is so crisp and smooth and, like, sharp-looking. Characters have hair, and it doesn't look like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, these, these characters... Like, these characters aren't as high-fidelity as... Like, they aren't sick fucking insomniac naughty dog levels of realism in the characters right. but they still look good yeah people don't really need that by and large they don't really yeah there's still there's still i think there's still some kind of temporal aa thing it's just sane because there is a character who wears like a really furry coat in one scene and that looks kind of bad like they look like a in like a complete like a jutting out white fur like coat and, it, and that kind of melts a little bit but it's it's nothing compared to Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a game where every single character's hair looks bad. Uh, I liked this more than Ishin. Like that, oh, that's Ishin my, is that's, it's the uh, is the samurai one. Yeah. These these games tend to be all right when they're allowed to continue using <laughs> the resources they've made. What's the problem, Bob? <laughs> A lot of problems right now. <laughs> Chris is trying to talk, Bob. Can you can you stop? Uh, no, I'm done. That's all I played. Damn. <laughs> but I'm still busy. No, no, not the Podlords. There was time now. There was time. Thank, thank you, Podlords, for fucking saving us from this nightmare. <laughs> Damn you, Podlords. Yes, that's right. It's the damn Podlords. <laughs> Podlords such as BN12, Ely Broyles, Bountiful Blessings to You All, Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro, <laughs> 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 what? <sighs> Rado. 101 Shades of Wonderful Remastered. WTF, Spider-Man. WB Found Dead in Gotham. 
Dan and Bob after being told they shouldn't attempt to do a Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth in a single <laughs> sitting. Are you challenging me? DMW 3K. I just wanted to show the kitty again. It's a good kid. This is an adorable kitty. Muckbun. Shiny Mew. Kristen. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Oh my god. Mm. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, uh. Kyle Bjork. Troy Baker has Homelander mannerisms. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cooper Tank. Yeah, Kim needs to watch the gold joysticks, I guess. Apparently, he's gonna show up in Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> no bid again. I've been reading Jujutsu Kaisen. Great series, by the way. Facts. <laughs> Jesus. I see what you did. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Bob, can't another anime have a character with a chin scar? <laughs> Feast your eyes upon this rat. Her name is Miko, and she is my daughter. Uh, rat pick in Pondlords last week. Go check it out. Indigo Sykes. Come on, Dan. Start off life in the new Gigaboots HQ right. Get the purple one. I don't have $250. Don't you think if I did, I already would have. Right? It's such a perfect shade of purple. Why did they do this to me? I already bought your damn thing! Why did you make it the correct color the first time, you assholes? Evil Lucario. A raccoon that always enjoys some Yoko Shimabura music. Fair. Shinji16 would like to remind you that you matter, you are valid, and Padaru's before Thanksgiving are a war crime. Oh, Shinji, you're so right. <laughs> Apple Gothic is now 30 this week. Cool, I guess. Uh, uh. <laughs> Welcome. You know, if you're in your 30s, you're the same age as anybody else in your 30s because nobody cares about distinction at that point. <laughs> it's true. They just go, you're over 30. <laughs> it could be one day over and that's enough. The Superman. Saber, but Kari user was banned for this post. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, that, that's, that's a harsh one. I appreciate the suit edit, though. That's pretty strong. Right? Saraline. <laughs> Tomothy Fister. Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespum. The one true sequel to Risk of Rain is fantastic. I I did watch uh, the last Seahorse stream this. It looked really good. Have you have you heard this? Goodbye, Volcano High was nominated for Games for Impact at the VGAs. Is the meteor gonna accept the reward? <laughs> oh my god! Perfect. We don't know what happened with that because the ending of that game cuts before it happens. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read this as it's written. Maybe it's written like that. No, no, that is definitely not how that's spelled. I'm gonna say it anyways. Bowser's Gate 3, 
Final Fantasy 16 Eliza P when they see Starfield also in best RPG category. Food for thought. Magical Mystery Tour is a valid translation of Maka Fushigi Fushigi Daiboken. Hmm. Okay. Forgoing my undead unluck shilling this week because Fuzzy Furret oh my is God. too powerful. All hail Fuzzy Furret. Yeah, that trailer was real good. Check out this shadow art that my friend made me. I'm pretty sure that's a copyrighted Disney character. <laughs> they are now on their way to your location. I'm like looking in the highlights for Karia because my brain is injured. Isn't it bad? <laughs> okay, we gotta raise the black levels and oh, there he is. He was just very dark and dim. Saber butt. You're a wizard, Harry. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Video Games. What? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. No. That's rough. <laughs> There's not even an edit here. It just, it just put up a character you hate. <laughs> you need to leave that glasses on him or something. <laughs> this is just no effort shit talking. <laughs> Next week, we're just going to have some really uncharitable looking Wojang. Let's beat Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it'd be the Podlord as a Chad, you as a Wojak. Yes, I guess I should be grateful it's not Kibune. <laughs> That's true, you could be third seat Kibune. Uh, yeah. Um, which, to be clear, us saying that does not mean, hey, what if Podlords made me into third seat Kibune? Do not do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be real. Jinkaria, <laughs> funny at this point, delightful character. Everyone I never want to have to fucking think about Third Seat Kibune ever fucking again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I can think about him setting on fire a few more times. Ima imagine <laughs> how much you have, how fucking miserable of a character you have to be to be the loser rival to Kira. <laughs> and there is no bit. This is just art of Black Knight 2000 pinball machine. Cool. Neat. But do I trust them? Let me. <laughs> we need to look for the Karia one moment. I'm looking at that horse. I, I don't trust it. Uh, yeah, the horse. The horse has white hair. I don't. I don't know if we should trust. Uh, is there a chin scar? Let's check for chin scars. <laughs> Two tones. No. No. I'm... Huh. Well. Thank you very much to our pod lords. Thank pod lords. Thank you pod lord. Thank you pod and if you'd like to become a pod lord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly review podcasts in which we review episodes of Bleach or a Pokemon movie. Uh, one of those shows will continue until the heat death of the universe. The other will be done within a year. Which is crazy. Yeah. Imagine uh, a podcast a show that runs and ends in two years. What's that about? You also get a, a, a assorted bits and bobs when indeed such bits and bobs exist for you to be given. Uh, you also fund a show, which on which one month, this month will be a Patreon exclusive show where you get to vote on a good movie that we have to then watch and then talk about. Whereas next month, December, will be a bad thing 
that we just post publicly that we watch and have to talk about and patrons will get a commentary track for that terrible thing and it alternates in such a pattern so january good february bad march good <laughs> april bad and so on and so forth that's patreon.com slash tv podcast and if you don't have any money it always helps us immensely to tell your friends rate us on thursdays rate us on your pot with a t on your podcast app of choice uh and like and leave a comment on this video on youtube if that's how you listen right now that's patreon.com slash gb podcast we got some news that doesn't sound like us yeah i thought we were done with that i left that life behind me a long time ago <laughs> creed song starts playing oh man uh i don't know what news to talk about first does anyone have any uh strong inclinations you know you know what you know what yeah let's uh let's start with aggro hey aggro hey dan we got some news Uh, with some new beautiful co-hosts god (laughs) god damn it (laughs) well what's the it's so bad (laughs) i regret that more than some other human acts that I probably should regret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh huh. Uh, go on. Larry and Studios has announced the Xbox version of Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, shit. Its release date will be revealed at the Game Awards. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Okay. They, they keep they saying it's going it? to be out this. They kept saying it's going to be out this year, so either they're announcing it's not, or they're probably shadow dropping it. Mm-hmm. Still without multiplayer on the Series S version <laughs> because split screen multiplayer. Yeah, the, yeah, the split screen multiplayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yes. They actually have been talking about how kicking the shit out of that version might be beneficial to the rest of the versions on other platforms. Because they had to reduce memory usage. Like, I think re- they reduced RAM usage by 10% and VRAM by, like, 35. Yeah. They did a pretty crazy job optimizing based on what they've been saying about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other uh, surprise release news, a new Forza game came out. No. What? That can't be right. They released Forza Customs, a match three puzzle game for the mobile phone designed to drain your wallet. Are we? Uh, is it? Is it the PS4 launch? Is what? this the Knack puzzle game? What the hell? What? How? Why Forza of all the IPs? In what world? What? No, you're making this up. I'm looking it up. There's... Audience, I did this just to provoke Dan. This is you're lying. This is a. This... Is this official or is this something that someone has released called Forza? <laughs> Could you imagine it's someone just like, yeah? It turns out Microsoft really doesn't care. Let's uh, go to the old gameplay and just see what's what do we got here? Oh, that's uh huh. This is right. Of course, of course, you would customize real cars. It's Forza, right? Okay. What halfway through this changes genre entirely? Well, yeah, you need, you need to match three to collect points to customize the cars just quickly enough to make you want to spend money on the points instead of doing the levels, which mm-hmm. get progressively insanely harder. What? Good Lord. That's insane. Of all the IPs. All right. 
What if what if instead we were watching a Cinemassacre video where James Rolfe was screaming it? <laughs> or learning how to make homemade butter? Is that it for news, Agra? I, I don't understand why they need to acquire King. They can already do this. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe King turned this out in the week since they've been acquired or whatever, right? Yeah. It looked like it. <laughs> Basically. Uh... World of Warcraft, no matter how old and depleted of players, is still the best in the world at one thing. Mm. Taking other games' ideas and putting them into World of Warcraft. They have announced in the upcoming Seeds of Renewal patch uh, <laughs> for Dragonflight, they are getting... Uh, uh, what do they call it? I've just been calling it WoW Duty Support. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the official name and it's not in my notes, but it's Great. basically just the uh, the trust system that became duty support from Final Fantasy XIV, where you can play <laughs> all eight regular dungeons in Dragonflight with NPCs. It says it scales from one to four players, so I guess you can just mix and match as much as you want. And that's really neat, and I'm glad that's a thing that's happening to MMOs more regularly. Yeah, that's cool. It it makes a lot less sense in WoW. Why is that? I, I think uh, because WoW and Final Fantasy XIV couldn't be more different as games. I mean, they could. One could be a racing game where you assemble I mean, match true. three puzzle and get <laughs> a car. But like the focus in, in, in Final Fantasy XIV is like the story that you progress through linearly mm -hmm. and you see all the cutscenes. So it makes a lot more sense to remove the human element from that than World of Warcraft, which is much more like Diablo and is focused around loot and powering up your character. And to like your character isn't really a character in WoW. Like they're not like a set thing in the universe right you would but, just do this to grind for equipment by yourself I, I or if you want to do the quests i guess i guess they got sick of being like okay the end of this zone is a dungeon oops everybody plays horde now so alliance takes forever <laughs> to find people to play yeah dungeon so this is, is a band-aid for that i guess i i do wonder if they're gonna just announce it the next thing like yeah um we're combining the factions in some ways because we can't fucking do this anymore. Which, by the way, if you don't know, the Horde Alliance imbalance is entirely because of Blizzard sucking shit at balancing racials. Like racial of course. abilities. Of oh, course. I, I, and here I was like, well, of course the people who play the Horde suck around because this is the only MMO where you just get to play something genuinely ugly. <laughs> no, it, it's because it's because that they, they're kept like... there's. I forget the exact breakdown, but there's all sorts of racial abilities on the Horde side that are much more useful for high level play. Mm. So that's where all that's where the community eventually drifted to. Mm -hmm. And now and now they're stuck with this wild imbalance. Yeah. And from what I'm seeing in chat, which seems pretty trustworthy here, apparently this NPC assist system only works on the normal level dungeons, not heroics or mythics. So it's not even really sense. for grinding loot at all. Right. Which it's is, just for no, like it's, it's for players like me who played WoW for years. And the worst part was having to team up with people to do dungeons. I didn't see a lot of dungeons unless I got a guildie to just run me through them to go, oh, look at that. That's neat. Huh. That was certainly my experience with World of with Vanilla, where they were, where they had, they admitted we didn't realize people would want to do these more than once, so we made them four hours long each. Whoa! <laughs> In fact, it's it's so funny that ever since I think Legion, I don't remember if it was Legion or Battle for Azeroth that started, or maybe it was even Warlords Draenor. I forget. But after I had quit playing because I quit in Mists, 
Mm -hmm. They started doing a thing, one per expansion, called a mega dungeon. And the whole thing was, we made a dungeon, just one, that's as long as a dungeon from vanilla. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and go to Bob's news next. Hey, Bob. Hey. What's going on? We got a new Tekken character announced. Yes. Name's Reyna. Mm-hmm. They're acting like she's not a Mishima, but she absolutely is a Mishima. <laughs> uh, are they <laughs> acting like she's not? Because she does say... You'll know who I am soon enough, and it cuts to her doing electric wind god fist combos. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's really obvious. It's like you just didn't want to say it, but you put everything in here. And people immediately dug up Harada saying, like, yeah, hey, Hachi has like 30 illegitimate children. Right. You um, can't stop fucking. My literal <laughs> first thought was, oh my God, did Heihachi get with Lin Sao Yu between games? This is amazing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, she apparently uses a uh, martial art called Taito mixed with the Meishima Karate. Um, and Taito, I had to look it up. It's like an acrobatic martial art where he leads a lot of flipping and stuff. Uh, made by someone who did a style of karate like back in the 60s. Huh. So pretty neat origin. I would definitely check, check out the Wikipedia page to see what, what that's about. Um, I think a lot of the moves are really cool. And then she does... Uh, like Mishima moves, and I'm like, oh, but come on, that makes her boring. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's cool. It's cool <laughs> to do both. It just feels almost Echo Fighter like, where she has so many of the just here's I, a Kazuya move. I'm like, if she was just all uh, unique, I'd be a little more excited. I don't know. I really like that kind of thing. Like, even though he's bad in every game he's in, I really love Rock Howard being the fusion of the Terry Bogard moveset and the Geese Howard moveset. Mm hmm. I love shit like that, and part of, and like I'm forever butthurt that we didn't get the uh, the M Bison Balrog fusion with Ed in Street Fighter. Maybe uh, that's what we'll get when they finally put him in six because he's supposed they, to be out before. I thought he was supposed to be out before the end of this year. Maybe not. Maybe is, he's a Black Friday special. <laughs> Jun Kazama is in this game again, right? Like, yes. like yeah. Jean's mom. Yeah, they already announced June. I wonder how the fuck they're going to explain that. I guess you'll have to pay $70 to find out. I think uh, stuff be, already I'll, came out about how, yeah, fine. she just didn't die. Like, what do you mean she just didn't die? She chose Somehow, not to. June Kazama has returned. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Chow Long looking destroyed on screen. <sighs> I, won I wonder if they'll do the, the Tekken Tag Tournament shit where she has some other weird monster gene separate from the devil gene. We call it the I, frigid bitch gene. <laughs> Can we come up with she, a better name? No. I, you I don't get she, to name this. <laughs> She turns into some shit called unknown in those games where she looks like Mystique from X-Men. Mm. Huh. And I wonder if they'll implement that into the story at all or just be like, no, that's just a stupid thing from Tekken Tag Tournament. <laughs> it was a joke. What are you a, talking a, about? A game we uh, concepted in less than an hour. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> that was insane. They got it out, what, three months, six months, something yeah, like that? Yeah, the dev cycle was insanely short. They spent longer on the PS2 version than the arcade version, I think, because they tried to make it look nice. <laughs> but then they uh, made Tekken Tag Tournament 2, which was a real game. It had like 70 characters in it. Yeah, that thing's insane. Especially on the Wii U, mm -hmm. where you could have the Mario outfits. In the Mario power-up, so you get real big. Ugh. 
I was, you know, that's fitting as a transition point. I was going to say, as as these mainstream martial arts styles start falling to the side, because there's so many characters already, uh-huh. the new additions get weirder and more specific. Like a person who has spoken a fetish tag to you for the first time, you're just like, what is that? I'm scared. <laughs> Taito? Right. What the fuck is... Do I... How... How horrible is engaging with this character going to be? Because you're like, it's like a sort of flippy thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have Eddie Lin Chaoyu. Like, it seems a lot more like down to earth than like an Eddie and stuff like that. And it's. Okay. That's. Yeah. <laughs> but there will almost certainly be a grab where she just grabs you with her legs. <laughs> Let's move on. Sure. Uh, they released 20 minutes of Suicide Squad kills the Justice League gameplay. Cool. Um, and it was just a dev talk session mixed with gameplay footage and uh, cutscenes, And it was them basically trying to convince you that this game has a single player story you can play alone and that there is a story in the game. It does not do and a very even, good job of selling even that. In that. Even in that trailer. Like, first... first, I, I know... I've noticed this thing, and I don't know if anybody else has, where if you're in a genre, you can't just be that genre because the current market leader in that genre is already the basic version of that. So you have to add quirky shit like them talking about every character has a unique melee move that will knock enemies into the air so they deal more damage while you're shooting them in the air. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that sounds tedious and not fun. Mm. I like that they were like, oh, but the, the characters are so important. And then the, the show this off. They're like, here's our cutscene where the characters find literally a rack of all their movement options. And they all grab them right there and like, oh, now I have the Flash's speed force. And Harley finds Batman's like a drone and grapple hook gun. And it's like, this doesn't feel like unique to them at all. They just found them on a rack and they're trying to sell them on. Oh, but this defines them. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in that trailer that's like, you're sure guard, you're sure fighting waves of guys next to an alien pillar, and then once all the guys are gone, you hit a button on the pillar and it like explodes. Mm-hmm. That you sure you sh- this this they needed to show a level, like a bespoke story level. They don't have those. <laughs> I know that's what I'm really afraid is the case now. And this game comes out in two months and they, they even have something in there of like, Oh yeah, everyone in Metropolis is already dead. So, um, you'll, it's okay to shoot everyone because they're all zombies. Like, yeah, they're brainiac zombies. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> so, so there's, there, there's a tweet on Twitter that's getting a lot of clout where it's just like, you're literally playing in the ruins of their Superman game. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> weirdly, after that came out, that's when Jason Schreier's like, Rocksteady was never developing a Superman game. And I'm like, this is like a decade late for this, bro. Like, we heard about that Superman for like six years or something. Right? I, it's really hard to believe that they never were working on a Superman game at all. Right. That's so weird. That's so bizarre. Uh, completely separate from all of the things these gentlemen have said about this game that looks terrible right Mm -hmm. i had a completely different layer yeah yeah i watched uh let's say eight seconds of this video and i'm like 
Holy shit, the chasm and divide of the enjoyability of traversal through the city between that and Spider-Man 1, let alone 2, is insane. That looks slow. That doesn't look fun at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that looks miserable. They chose the hardly literally doing bad version of Spider-Man moves. <laughs> right? It's like, like, wow, this is the version you stitched together and put out. Holy shit. Right? right? Like, this felt like because it's a very high up shot and it shows so much of the city. And then she's moving slow as molasses. I'm just sitting there and I was like, this is like if a psychopath did a trailer for a farming game. And it was like, look at your giant farm. You can plow that field. And then it shows the guy go, ah! Oh! And he's like grueling to move one square. And I'm like, I don't want that. Why would I want that? He's clearly in pain. Like Harley Quinn's legs are going to like break by the time I get to the far side of the city. Yeah. And then you see a little bit of the, um, God, he's not Deathstroke. He's the, he's the sniper Dead shot. guy. Deadshot. Deadshot. They show a little bit of him flying. I'm like, that just looks slow. He has a jetpack and is flying uh, around. Why does yeah. it look so slow? Yeah, why it's is really it like funny how they're like, with the blistering speeds of the SSD, you can fly through the city. And I'm like, you're not, though. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. They really <laughs> spent forever making a game that just everyone can look at and go, nah, we're we're good. It's really asinine. Like, the, the, they were never working on Superman because Rocksteady didn't get saddled with this until 2017 at the earliest. Arkham Knight sh- shipped in what, 2014, 2015? Yeah, it was, it was either 14 or 15. Yeah. So were they just doing, they weren't doing nothing. That's not how game studios work. Right. Like, it, it's so silly to pretend that th- th- there was just never a Superman game. Co- it's just coincidental that this is in Metropolis. It was just the natural evolution for the Suicide Squad. Or the continuation of the Gotham story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is crazy. Uh, good luck. <laughs> they, we're gonna, they're going to do more of these, they started. So we're going to have one about the weapon upgrade. And I'm like, guys... You're already uh, no one's do, no one's excited. Yeah, you're you're launching you're and they have not moved the date. You're launching February 1st. You're launching in the middle of the fucking death battle between Tekken, Like a Dragon, Persona 3 Reload and uh Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. I'm not Grand Blue Fantasy, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. And wh- what month was it? February. Isn't that Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth? It's if like a few weeks into the before. month. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so people will just simply manifest seventy more dollars to have to spend on that game in the couple weeks, right? Because no one looks at a game and goes, "Fuck you, my money's going over." No. <laughs> I mean, at least it has the. It differentiates itself enough from those by being the most Western of those these things by a lot. Yeah, but here's the thing: it's not like it's going to get that Hogwarts Legacy buff of being politically important to the worst people on earth right but also being a tied to a childhood thing for a lot of people who yeah, love that ip that's not what this game is no like, like if this were the justice got- league it would but it's not it's the right. opposite it, of that if, if they made a justice I, league game that's a turn you know it would sell like four mil easy right i mean oh, that didn't work with avengers but we have plenty of marvel content I feel like we haven't gotten a Justice League thing in forever. I mean, we what do you mean we and get also, injustice I, that ruined the that ruined the brand forever? Also, also <laughs> to be clear, I think I think Marvel Avengers did sell four million. 
It just didn't sell enough to offset the insane development cost. Jesus. Which is a different order of magnitude. But yeah, I don't I don't think this is going to move for shit. Yeah, I, it'll probably do better than Gotham Knights, maybe. But, like... It's so stupid. Just You should have just let him make another fucking... Or Superman game, or whatever. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that completely self-imposed and spontaneously manifested the western game industry has had their own Jap japanese game industry during seventh gen moment yeah weird. but it's not a technical problem it's a fucking managerial issue of forcing <laughs> people to make a game nobody wants for way too much money to hopefully become money vampires because simply exchanging money for your game isn't a uh, top level strategy enough no we need to work on the game for eight years and then not just be able to do what this tr magic trick we didn't win, win the lottery after that strangely <laughs> right it's like can cars fly no what what if we spend eight billion on the car and spend 10 years making it um no <laughs> we we really have that. entered we really have <laughs> entered the space where where most western games coming out are like the homer car yes uh, yeah yeah mm -hmm. I'm worried for when the consoles might become that too. Like, I feel like having to propose value over a PS5 or a Series X mm -hmm. in the, what is it, five years exactly it's going to be apparently for the next gen consoles will make them go insane and make the homework console. Get ready for your next console to be built into the TV. Is Apple making it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like depending on the way things go, uh, it might be longer than five years. I'm of the opinion it needs to be longer than five years because mm -hmm. having a substantial upgrade in what the console's capable of over the PS5 is hard enough. We're getting a PS5 Pro next year, which is at minimum twice the GPU power, right? And has other architectural efficiency improvements, and will definitely have more bandwidth to the memory. There are just a number of fucking ways that it's like, good luck improving over this, assholes. Because the reason it was so yeah, easy gonna, for this to blow like the, the PS4 out of the water is they didn't try. Right. The reason the PS4 Pro could exist and also not try is because the PS4 didn't try. So now that the PS5 is the most try-hard fucking console you've ever gotten as a hardware design, not as a value price pop proposition... Like, it still punches really high for its weight because the GPU market and the PC marketplace is so fucked. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's still $500. What the hell's going on? Like, I don't know. The PS6, you have yeah, your work cut out for We're going to need that room temperature superconductor shit to be real for... <laughs> right? Oh, my God. That would be sick. Like, we're going to need time. some massive breakthrough in computing technology to, to, like, meaningfully move from here. If the PS6 is just... It's the PS5, but also it has the FPGAs in it, so you can have it play every single Ooh. PlayStation game. I'd, I'd oh, be yeah, super no, hyped, as we talked about before. That would do it. That would do it. Uh, there's a concerning thing in the field of graphics programming right now, and also in um, the slides for the next Xbox. Uh-huh. Um, and I need you to understand that I'm not going to explain it any further than this, but what if instead of rendering, rendering polygons and things, we had neural rendering engines? That's a thing going on right now, so. Your fake frames already look bad enough. I don't need any. What if fake reality? Yeah, I don't need that. So anyways. So that's what's making all the fake frames look bad, is all those pesky real frames that are interpolated. <laughs> right. We just smooth that experience out. 
I gotta say it again because I have a platform. Somewhat tiny platform. It's like the world's smallest soapbox I'm standing on, but I'm gonna do it again. Frame generation looks bad. In no world, no matter what your frame rate is, the shit being on your screen half of the time being wrong and having imaging errors all over it is not a huge buff, bro. It's yeah, not a great situation. It's Chris bringing yeah. up earlier, even the Star Wars game without frame generation, just with temporal, temporal AA. AA, looks yeah, horrible this, because thanks, of this. Thanks, really, <laughs> FSR2. Like, these FSR2 things we're getting, I'm like, this looks like a 7th gen game. Any... Like graphical bump across two gen on enormous leap. This is like twenty times as powerful as the PS3. Mm-hmm. Is lost because it looks so shitty and bad. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not great. So the thought that neural rendering is where we're heading is even more. Wh- why can can you just deal with your incremental gains? No, I need to destroy everything to get there. I need to put image <laughs> artifacts on the screen. Maybe tone it down a little bit. Maybe we don't no. need any of that. You don't no, need... we need all of that. And it's based... And you're, in fact, soy for saying DLSS 3 isn't the future. <laughs> and I can say all this because I have played multiple different games with the frame generation. And it looks bad every time. It's just how bad does it look? Anyway. That's that. Yeah, there's also some more WB news. Oh, um, great! So the Wonder Woman game. Uh-huh. We had some job listings go up recently. That heavily implied that that will also be a service game. Great. Just kill it too, I guess. I, I don't know how. Right? That game has one character. Um, Costumes. Well, n- now I'm... Okay, yeah, I am confused. I'm like, wait, which one's the fucking... And Black Panther shows up in some other game and Amy Hennig's making it. Right, but those is DC. This Marvel is being made by the guys who did the uh, Shadow of War games. So. Who's the main character of that one? I don't fucking understand. What the, I, yeah, exactly. So Shadow of War did have loot boxes, too. That's true. It, yeah, it had loot, but they eventually ripped that shit out. Right? Yeah. But now they're back to, we've learned nothing. Our publisher's I mean, making us unlearn things. Right. I do wonder how, like, that Coyote versus Acme shit uh, seemed to have broken a lot of dams mm-hmm. that that maybe the, the board's turning and David Zaslav won't be there anymore pretty soon. That'd Cause be not, great. Because not only did a lot of, like, filmmakers say, we're not fucking working with WB now. Go, go fuck yourself. We're not signing up to have our work deleted for a tax write-off. Congress people are now, like, in my opinion, making a movie and then shelving it for a tax break is like burning a building down for the insurance money. We're going to look into this. Yes, it is literally that. Yeah, I don't know how it didn't come up earlier than this, but hey, it finally did. Thank God. Sometimes you just need that really on-the-nose analogy (laughs) to fucking give a boomer for them to understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And that is an apt analogy. And it needs to happen to Looney Tunes. (laughs) Right, that's (laughs) the thing. Tweety Bird gets fucked over. The senators get mad. (laughs) Boomers love Looney Tunes, so they do. I was I was talking to Bob. I, I don't even remember what brought this up, but I was like, "Man, could you imagine like fucking like our parents had? We just got to like like we had kids, and those kids were just like, I love watching Dexter's Lab on repeat forever. My culture is your culture, father. <laughs> I was like, damn, they fucking that was a weird situation. It is weird. We've lost it." It's, it's like it's no longer just prolific anymore. Like Looney Tunes isn't even that anymore. 
Right. Of, like, of course. Right? Because we don't have the monoculture that is television. We don't have Ted Turner buying up all the rights. Mm-hmm. We don't have the channel that is myopically only airing a set amount of things at first because they don't own enough and they still need to make the original content. No, heck now I wouldn't, everyone's... I wouldn't like Saturday Night Live if it wasn't just airing on rerun constantly on Comedy Central of stuff from the like 90s. Or, yeah, yeah, early 90s, 80s. Yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, but yeah, now we have all these streaming platforms and the, the choices are infinite. Mm-hmm. I, I always imagine in my head James Roth just being like, my kids watching this weird cartoon that came out in the last two years instead of Looney Tunes. What the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> He talked about this in a video, so this isn't completely okay, out of that, nowhere. That, he actually talked about, yeah, we do Saturday morning cartoons with me and my kid. and It's always like, Peppa Pig. <laughs> I mean, it probably is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Let's move on. Sure. Um, Grandia, like the real PS1 version, not that horrible, we smudged everything into a goo version, Ooh. is coming to PlayStation. Hooray. So so PS4 and 5, it's in the back compat thing that they do. Uh, so we'll be on that serve, uh, like PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, 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 Plus. Plus. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to buy it as well. There's a store page up. We won't really know if you can buy it until, until it, it comes out. So hopefully we remember to touch bases with y'all again. Yeah, that will I'm, happen. Will it happen just in time? It will happen just in time for next week's big thing. Yeah, I will buy that frame one if I can. Because they need to know I want to buy Grandia, but they wouldn't let me. No, they stuck a uh, gelatinous ooze between you and it. You bounced off every time trying to get to it. Right. And this, of course, does not have to. This is literally a port of the the It's the PS1 game, but it runs on your PS4 or PS5 at 1440p. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a concept. Groundbreaking. (laughs) It was an old thing, and then you gave it to me on a modern thing to play? Wow. You're just as advanced as the Wii. I wonder if they'll have uh, trophies. Trophies and RPGs are yeah, I know. terrifying. Right? Did you craft every item? Is that you, Satan? <laughs> <laughs> um, we also found out there's going to be another Level 5 Direct. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it Level 5 Vision 2023-2. That's a terrible name. It is. It's on Ooh. November 29th. Um, this is, I assume, going to be their Delay Direct. <laughs> <laughs> Because those games ain't coming out this year. No, DECA Police is totally happening. (laughs) Uh, For people who don't know, uh, the Level 5 Vision 2023, I suppose retroactively, one, One. (laughs) uh, was when we found out Level 5 is back. Right. They announced a lot of really hype things during that. Yeah, that was actually really cool. So I'm very interested in this. This is happening on the 29th. And it will have English subtitles, so you can watch along. Which means, oh, that's really unfortunate. Uh, we will have been dead for five days because Black Friday is going to happen five days before that. So that's so unfortunate. I wanted to see it, but I'm fated to die on Black Friday. That's oh no, you don't even work retail anymore. What happened? I don't know. I just went to a gas station that had too good a sale on crackers. Or something. <laughs> I fucking died. <laughs> Got trampled. No, I don't even want the Nabiscos. <laughs> They released a new trailer for that Seven Deadly Sins origin game that looked insanely fake uh, a few years ago when we first saw it. Oh, that one! Yeah. The, the one with the bespoke swimming animation that looked like a movie instead of anything a game would ever... Yeah, so now this news trailer is like, there's clearly cutscenes and then there's game. Oh. <laughs> and it looks a lot more uh, down-to-earth than normal. Oh. 
Um, oh. So it's yeah, it looks like Genshin Impact now. Mm-hmm. Lots fact, of lot of the hype. Uh, oh, okay. This trailer was shown in an event that had like eight different trailers for games that just look like Inch and Impact. <laughs> yeah. Oof. So, uh, so you're gonna play it, Bob? Probably not. You're big I'm, seven deadly sins. I didn't fan. like seven, seven seven deadly sins at all. I'm gonna review it for Wii Boots. Um, I'll absolutely try it if it's free. I liked it when we reviewed it for Wii Boots. Then I watched one more episode Jesus. after the fucking review and went, "Oh no." that was not tongue-in-cheek <laughs> <laughs> um so sad news today apparently according to the union that uh. formed for sega american employees uh they are now being threatened by sega to have 40 percent of their workforce cut and that's like qa and localization um and that's all people who work for the union so uh, by outsourcing yeah by outsourcing yeah, yeah. uh so that sucks understatement yeah yeah that's uh i feel like that breaks some laws Uh, yeah yeah that that i believe they are bringing it up with the authorities who dictate those laws so (laughs) hopefully this gets Uh, now is not a good time to be doing this say considering the the, that the national labor board keeps giving being given more and more power to bash people's heads in Mm -hmm. you picked possibly the worst time in history to decide to do this yep uh, and then my only other news I got is uh, the VGA nominees got announced and everyone's angry, as usual. Oh, is that? <laughs> I didn't hear. <laughs> didn't even notice. This is better than last year, where last year it felt like everybody's like, listen, we have to go to the fucking Mets game. We got to be out of here by four. Just put God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, and Elden Ring in every single category. <laughs> I don't know. This year, this year I woke up and everyone's angry about what's an indie game and what's an RPG. Mm-hmm. And like, I could see the nominees were great. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care. Uh, I do get the annoyance at one of the indie nominees being a Nexon published game from a studio with 180 people. That, yeah, that's absurd. That feels like it's it's going against the spirit of being an indie game. Uh, entirely, yes. They're like, but it's 2D. Yeah, I think the, 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 the RPG one was funny because they describe what an RPG is and then it's like something that Final Fantasy does not fit in at all. Mm-hmm. It's like something about character progression being highly important to the uh, continuing story. And yet the Pop Lord was upset about Starfield. So as I said, <laughs> like... Or maybe the Pop Lord was just saying they were going to stop Starfield. I don't know. Once again, not engaging. Right. Let's we should talk about the much more important thing about the VGs, which which I realized when the announcements went up and somebody, but I didn't post, but somebody else posted it the next day. In the entire history of the VGAs, no Xbox exclusive has ever been nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah, that's just normal. Yeah, that's just yeah, normal. That's not, the, like the VGAs have been going for how many years? A Over 10. Yeah. yeah. And... There were plenty of opportunities. They shipped better games back then than they do now. They did. Which is something ne- I never, never got Halo soon. up there. They've never gotten Forza, no Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Uh, no Cuphead. Starfield wasn't nominated for Game of the Year. Hi-Fi Rush wasn't nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah, and I feel like that makes sense. Those games are not up with those uh, the games that did get nominated. Like, 
it's just so insane we we have to constantly argue with people that like no that about xbox being terrible in that regard and people get mad it's like even the industry agrees yeah no the industry agrees until the moment you ask them to say it out loud Mm -hmm. yeah like everyone understands it but everyone's too chicken shit to say it out loud because western journalists are in the purview of the all-seeing eye of microsoft they will get blacklisted they will ruin relationships just by being frank about, yeah, Microsoft is not competitive at all. That's why Sony's still able to charge $500 fucking for a PS5. Yeah. Because it's not just the price point you can be competitive on. There are other ways you can be competitive, and they're not competitive in any of those ways. Yeah, it's like we, we talked last week about how PS5 sales are one-to-one with PS4 sales. The PS4 was le- regularly went less than 400 by now and just cost less to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the do launch we, MSRP was $100 cheaper then. Do so. we even know if there's a good Black Friday sale for it? Uh, I've been searching. I can't see a single good Black Friday That's sale for crazy. the PS5. I can find them for the Series X, though. You can get a Series yeah. X for 450 bucks in a $50 Target gift card. So the Series and, X and is it comes effectively with Diablo 4. Right, and it comes with Diablo 4. So effectively, it's a $400 Xbox that comes with Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's but, a deal. Sony's like, people aren't going to take that. They want to play with their friends. They want to play their old games. They're going to stay with us. Their console has Spider-Man. Microsoft hasn't had a Spider-Man since Halo 3. Uh, Anyone uh, want to counter with a single game between then and now that's as hype as Spider-Man 2? <laughs> I'm just saying that's a fact. Yeah, it hurts, don't it? Halo 3 was a long time ago. I still didn't own a seventh gen console by then. It was torn on which to get. Yeah, Gears 3 wasn't even that big. Like, no, well, no, Gears, Gears, 2, Gears 2 came after Halo. Halo 3. So Gears 2 is close, but it's not Halo 3 big. Right. Halo 3 is Halo 3 big. And and like Spider-Man and Halo 3 are an echelon of hype, right? Uh-huh. That just Oh yeah. Nintendo like, shipped plenty of Spider-Man since then. Like, yes. And, <laughs> and and this isn't this, this is me giving Microsoft a little bit of rope on the VGAs thing, not in being non-competitive, because they are. They're non-competitive. <laughs> to some extent, and this is a problem that Microsoft needs to think about because it matters a lot. I'm willing to bet that the a big part of the reason the VGAs just don't have Microsoft games for Game of the Year is a pl- I bet money, any amount of money, that a plurality, a large plurality, if not an outright majority, of the people who decide the nominees and vote on them don't have Xboxes. I don't know. Like, I think is- they do because they, they get these Game Pass games and they get right. sent codes for Xbox. But at the end of the day, they fucking know the reality of it. Right? That's not their console of preference because it doesn't have any strengths over the other console. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the game industry probably is that I love the Xbox. There's just nothing on it. Right, which is why they won't say out loud that they're a very distant third and they're not as competitive. Like, Nintendo's probably shipped a dozen Spider-Man 2s Mm -hmm. since Halo 3. And we're sitting here having a discussion of did did Microsoft ship one? That's a long-ass time to even have a question like that. When was Halo 3? Wasn't that uh, 2007? That was 16 years ago. Uh, let, me look at the, let, let me look at the list here. Uh, Nintendo has shipped... They shipped a lot of goddamn games in 16 years! 
Nintendo has shipped in the past decade, uh, well, just <sighs> since the Switch came out, over 20 games that sold over 10 million copies each. If we get more strict, <laughs> if we if we only if we only count games that have sold about 20 million copies oh or God. more, uh, they've only shipped nine Spider-Man twos on the Switch. That's all. I'd like to know someone in chat said uh, Cuphead, and I'm like, What's that? that sold 20 million? I don't, I don't think it did. <laughs> Cuphead yeah, is no Halo being 3. exclusive. That's true, and that game did stop being exclusive. That game came to like, everything, but yeah, know, that you, studio you it doesn't gotta... even work with Microsoft anymore. Microsoft, uh, I guess they had a choice, and they chose Ingrid oh, and the Will of the Wisp dev devs, and then and then a bunch of shit came out about how those people are scumbags. But they were probably cheaper to acquire. Probably because they have the international work group thing going on. You know, yeah. it was all remote work. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. yeah when was um, Ori in the Will of the Bus? It was 2020. What, what the fuck is that studio doing? I don't know. They updated it for Series X and then they also updated it for the Switch. They oh, did, yeah. They did the optimized Switch port. So that's really all they've been doing as far as I know. That and uh, possibly crimes. <laughs> oh, they they aren't owned by Microsoft, so they're apparently making something for private division. So they might not even be. Uh, what? Excuse me. What? Might the... not even be Microsoft exclusive. You're telling me the Ori people aren't owned by Microsoft? We've had like years of conversations where we just all understood that to be real. <laughs> their their Wikipedia okay. page doesn't say like subsidiary of Microsoft. I might I might be. It okay. might just not be. All right. Good. That's fucking Let's insane. See. Okay. All right. Now we know. All right. That's okay. Well, uh, anyways, you see that you see that that uh, Matt Piscatella stuff where he posted on Twitter a lot of the sales stuff for games. No, Spider-Man Two outsold Mario. What? That includes digital. That doesn't. That doesn't. If anything's gonna outsell Mario, it's, it's gonna Spider be Spider-Man Two, right? IP yeah. in the entire world, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, that would be the one. But I just but I stared at it, and then I'm like, but this can't include digital. And then I look at the replies, and someone asked him, and he's like, it does. I'm like, what that's the fucking shit. That's pretty fucking impressive, considering there's three times as many switches in people's hands as there are PS5s, right? Yeah, that's insane. But just that because of that, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, any game selling as much as, let alone more than Mario, wonder of all things, is insane inherently. So anyway, that's crazy. Um, Good job, Insomniac. (laughs) Uh, Microsoft, please get it together. We need an industry that has actual competition. I don't I don't think they can like they've trapped themselves in the infinite maze with Game Pass and the Series S and all these other hideous decisions that were just random. Just to be clear, I, I'm what I'm about to describe. I'm not excited about. You know, it's exciting, Bob. What's that? <laughs> when in a few years, finances don't revert to that state they were for corporations for most of our lives where it's like money is free. Like we stay in this money is real zone. Uh huh. And, and then Microsoft has some horrible disintegration on the gaming front because their entire entrance and, and stayed residence in this field is based on, but money's supposed to be free. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to cost us nothing to do this. Yeah. I'm really not looking forward to the effects that will have on the industry. I feel like a lot of times when a horrible thing happens, 
it can have positive effects, you know, side effects, like weird things that happen because of that. But in this case, Microsoft getting out will not improve competition. No, unless, unless it just leaves a vacuum and someone else takes it. Right, and that's the thing. And you got to think about who could be competitive enough to compete in a, that vacuum space. Because mm -hmm. obviously someone could better than Microsoft. But Christ, I hope it's not Apple. I, right. hope like, I don't want to live in that timeline, but I, I do wish to observe it. <laughs> no, it's true. Because if there's one thing Apple's not going to do... It is be exactly like everyone else, like Microsoft is doing in the most I can't stand out, otherwise they'll bully me way. Mm -hmm. that, there we go. That's a good analogy for how it feels with Xbox right now. They're like, I can't do anything outlandish in any one direction because then people will say I'm weird. No, be different. Do something unique, goddammit. Game Pass is unique. No, it really, it really isn't. I can go to a library and check out free games. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, be yourself, girl. <laughs> uh, Chris, let's do your okay, news. Okay, we have, we have one thing. Uh, mm -hmm. NetEase Games establishes new studio Worlds Untold, led by Mass Effect series writer Mac Walters. Mm. Okay. Uh, right. It has industry veterans that have also worked on Bioware games, and it has the audio director for Modern Halo. They worked on Metal Gear Solid before Modern Halo. That's interesting. By Modern worked... Halo, I mean four, five, and Infinite. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 They, those have a clear audio direction. Where I would assume, had you not said, yeah. Uh. So I, I don't know. We'll fucking see if they shift something in five years. Yeah, all these Netties things. We just have to wait and see. Like either either they'll all be bullshit and on fire and fall apart, or uh, the Western Western publishers will go out of business. I yeah, I don't. Do you think that this guy, having worked on the Mass Effect series, well, I guess he's just a writer, so he's not even the guy who maintains like gets them out. Like he's not a producer or anything for. I'm just thinking of like how those are very they came out at various levels of train wrecks near the end, like Andromeda and stuff, mm -hmm. and Mass Effect Three also not being done. Andromeda wasn't even like a fucking wasn't even the real Bioware studio. It was one of those knockoff studios that they tagged the name Bioware onto. Right. I love, I love publishers. Yeah, They're so cool. I mean the the problem with the problem with Mass Effect <sighs> Three and to a lesser extent two, but mostly three is that like they got told to make it in eighteen months. Mm -hmm. and the eight and and they delayed it to about two years but it was initially 18 months i guess that just leaves the nintendo indie showcase okay uh let's talk about it sure we found out more about that shantae advance game so it's shantae advance risky's revolution it's coming out next year um, they showed that there's rotating environments, like you hit a button and then it spins the entire background. And also, uh, you can go into the foreground and background like as separate layers. And a new four-player battle mode, which is, looks really weird, like there are all these little tiny, like imagine the sprite that's half the size of a regular Shantae sprite. Okay. And they're all in one big room trying to knock each other onto spikes in a rotating room. It's insane looking. So it's Blast Core somehow? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but th that's pretty hype. I I'm excited to play a, a lost Shantae game. 
because this is a the Game Boy Advance game that never was. Oh yeah, it, it, we we were talking about this before we went live, but that has been announced to come to the everything. Yes, it's coming out to everything, not just on instead Switch. of just on a cartridge yeah. made by limited run games. Right. Also, I, <laughs> since this is a Game Boy Advance game, I assume it's not on Unity. We'll see. I would lose it if somehow they figured out a way. <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, Unity is our emulation layer. <laughs> hey, that wouldn't even be the first time, you know? Right. Um, uh, then they went on to talk about Core Keeper, another game that's coming out summer 2024. Uh, it's like a top-down town builder with a cool pixel art aesthetic, and you're, it's all set underground in a cave. And with procedurally generated levels where it seems like you can go out and do like gauntlet like style, just go shoot fight enemies and collect uh, materials, bring back to your town, build stuff. And then they have like giant bugs and a, a, like a gigantic grub monster. It seems to clear the map. <laughs> it looks pretty neat for being an all procedurally generated game. I was like, I might try this. The art looks nice enough and whatnot. And that was Core Keeper. Yeah, it's Core Keeper. Uh, then they talked about On Your Tail. Um, this is a furry 3D adventure game. Mystery. SWAT cats. SWAT cats. Yes. SWAT cats. Oh, God. Is it really? It looks very SWAT cats core. Just that. They're that so kind of furry. Okay. Let, let, me, me, see. let me see. We, 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 we have opinions. Yeah, we need to that. consult the furry experts. Oh, let's see. One moment. <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I grouped into that? Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's say no. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, let me let me pop up with one of the images that I think may exemplify this the most. One moment. Go away. Uh, I don't I don't understand. I'm getting a bit more of a tailspin energy here. I don't. They got like it, it was jacket. pretty Disney afternoon. Yeah. It was pretty, yeah. They don't. They. Mm, hmm. Yeah, it, it looks. I I feel like SWAT cats is a lot more angular. Like they mm -hmm. have the radical energy going while this. <laughs> While the, uh, the the main girl in this looks a lot like the um, like the mom in Tailspin. Okay, I can see that. I was just thinking the the lady from from SWAT Cats because she's less angular than the dudes. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I I don't remember how she looks. Uh, have you been looking at art of her recently? <laughs> <laughs> just gonna put this carpet over this hole in the ground. <laughs> Anyway, it's set in a seaside <laughs> town, and you, you could just live on, in the seaside town doing stuff like uh, mini golf, or you can solve a mystery that's going on. <laughs> or you could, I don't know, save the day. Who, who fucking cares? It's a, called a narrative life sim, as they put it. Um, um, all right. <laughs> it's a timed console exclusive for 2024 on the Switch. Yeah. A lot of those this, during this of like, man, <sighs> Switch 2, please come out. Right? Like, I, these indie games look neat. Why are you making me play them on this thing that can't run them? As a warning to everyone who probably cares, Super Mario RPG Remake does have frame rate problems at points. So, of course. <clears throat> Heads of course. up. Heads up on that. I don't know how much overclocking a Switch would fix it, but I know a way to find out. <laughs> I have a Switch that's now worthless. <laughs> Uh, another game they talked about was Howl. Howl? Howl. Howl? Um, Howl. It's a tactics RPG uh, with a like really sketchy art book looking style where it's just like line work and it looks really rough, which is kind of neat. Uh, and it's all about like trying to mo tactically move your units around squares and dodge werewolves. Like werewolves seem to be the only enemy. And you play as a, 
person who is uh, deaf and the, the way that you get turned into a werewolf in this universe is hearing them howl. Huh. huh. So he's the only one who can survive it. That's really cool. Um, and then there was a weird thing in there of like you plan six turns ahead and hope that you don't run into him. It's very strange. I don't know how that's going to work. They didn't really go into how that will work. Yeah, some something about a prophecy angle. I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated and mm-hmm. really need to check this out. Yeah, I agree. This looks really cool. When is this? Um, that's actually out, out already. The demo is out too. Oh no. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Uh, I went to Google to type in Howl, and before I could type game, it's like Pendragon? I'm like, not this time. <laughs> that is, of course, the, the guy from Howl's Moving Castle, right? Oh, I think so. I think that's his last name. One moment. Now I am going to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time. Howl, Pendragon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, How Moving Castle. Last name, <laughs> Moving Castle. Yeah. Um, another game they showed was the star named EOS. It's E-O-S, all caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a narrative adventure puzzle game where you take photographs of stuff. You also have an attache case like RE4 to set up your camera equipment. Okay, and that's the, cool. The puzzle is about recreating old photos, it seems like. So you, you're trying to track the trail of your mother or something like that and take pictures of the things she did. I think that's the idea. Conceptually, this is a really cool game. Yeah, it seemed neat. Mm-hmm. I feel like this this indie world had a pretty high batting average for like, oh, this is kind of neat. Uh, then they moved right on to Backpack Hero, which is a roguelike dungeon crawler town builder where you play as a mouse and you organize like your backpack items kind of like an RE4 attache case. Uh-huh. But that's, you can make up like that somehow affects your attacks you do in an rpg battle so you can set up like rhythms of stuff like one item will shoot energy to another item in the backpack and then it'll bounce elsewhere and that determines how your attacks work in some way so the attache case is really a puzzle game and you're using that puzzle game to do combat Mm -hmm. against these enemies god that reminds me of a phone game and i cannot remember the name of it 99 million i can't remember the name i'm sure chat probably knows what i'm talking about especially once i pop up with this image yeah, it's a classic mobile phone game. That was a 1v1 sort of situation. Yeah, that looks really interesting. Yeah. yeah 10 million. Okay, there we go. That's why I couldn't remember it. It's a really normal number. <laughs> that game's good if you've never tried it. Uh, Blade Chimera looks really cool. This is a net game from Team Ladybug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that looks sick. So the Toho Luna Knights, um, uh, the, that Record of Lord Lost War, Symphony of Night game. And this is another game where it's like, oh, yeah, you, you definitely want to be Symphony Night again. But this time it's a sort of cyberpunk near future thing where he plays an android fighting demons. Um, so you have a, like an assault rifle and then a magic sword that can cause time to reverse for certain objects like in God of War Ascension. <laughs> um, but yeah, they made Fair Adventure Rebirth and also Deedlit and Wonder Labyrinth. Yes. Yeah. And Toho Luna Night. Mm-hmm. Toho Luna Night, yeah. Yeah, this looks sick as hell. Yeah. It's, Again, spring 2024 times exclusive for the, or console exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. Hey, at least it'll probably run well on the probably. Switch. Probably. I, don't, I actually don't think I played Luna Knights on the Switch. I wonder if that it was. I, f- I feel like these games are usually pretty light. Right. Usually like, they're not insanely heavy. 
And oh yeah, I don't know if we covered it, but Luna Nights is finally coming to PlayStation next or in January. Oh, cool. I swear we covered that because it drove me insane that it took uh, nine years, six years, an insane amount of time. Um, Man, Bob, this Blade Chimera game really is like the most hype Castlevania Symphony of the Night like since Paradiso Guardian or Guardian Paradiso, (laughs) the gay sex Symphony of the Night. And just to be clear, that is not hyperbole. Go watch the trailer. God. That thing looks immaculate. That does look way higher budget than you would expect for is being a porn game. <laughs> the porn is optional, though. Maybe you're all just good friends. <laughs> but yeah, Guardian Paradiso is worth a look. <laughs> it might show up on my game of the year list and then I'll just yell loudly, but not the gay sex mode. Just to be, just to be clear. I, I chose the regular sex mode. That's there. I swear. Could you imagine? <laughs> They're just like, they're all women now. And I'm like, okay, good. Oof, well, I was scared. Oh, I was shaking my boots. <laughs> wow. <laughs> maybe maybe don't bring that to Game of the Year. <laughs> we have a whole conversation, and then I get weirdly toxic, and I'm like, no, that's the only good mode of this game. <laughs> Anyways, our sponsor, HelloFresh. <laughs> just go straight from one to the other. Jesus. And then I feel like the the directs are taking a little bit of a downturn. Mm. We heard about a Highland song, which is all lowercase. I had to do work to make sure that it wasn't going to auto uppercase that A <laughs> in my document here. It's out December 5th. It's a 2D hand-drawn, like, side-scrolling platformer, which is more down-to-earth scale. You're going, like, across the mountains of Scotland, and it plays Scottish folk music. So it's got some nice vibes. Uh, it also has a bizarre, like, it seems like it might be a Rhythm platformer, too. They were really unclear on exactly how that worked, but there were like little lit up areas in the environment. And I'm like, okay, are you auto running and then hitting the button so that she climbs it when you won over that? Or you need to actually platform around? Yeah, I would assume that that first one is the case. Like this is 2D, like Assassin's Creed, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it might be neat. It's got like those vibes of the Scottish folk songs and stuff. And, that can be good. But. No, chat. When I said they turn all of them into women, I meant all of them. I couldn't play as a woman in a video game. Don't that be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, guys, you really don't get it. <laughs> so anyway, so I need to see this in motion. It could be aesthetically really interesting and compelling on that front. But mm-hmm. yeah, it looks the animation looks just a little worse than I would like it to. Mm. I assume that based on it being in the indie showcase. Yeah, and uh, it does zoom out the camera in interesting ways. Like it zooms way out sometimes to show uh, like a big vista. And that was a Highland song, which Bob, admirable effort, making sure it was all lowercase. No one else did that on the entire (laughs) internet. (laughs) The logo did, but no one else did. Uh, Moonstone Island. Um, This was a dungeon crawler deck building life sim. You have the gliders from Nausicaa, and it's set in a wintry setting. Um, it was all joy was gone. Did, I couldn't. Did, I couldn't even. Did this make it way its way over from some other showcase? Bob, like did it that. invade? It has just enough terms and, and just any enough generic looks. Were there witches, Bob? You wear a pointed cap, but it's more like a winter cap and not like a witch's cap. So it's it's okay. not clear. Uh, hmm unclear the point of entry for this thing into the showcase uh, but it's gonna be out 
spring is a timed console exclusive again. <laughs> okay. Uh, Death Trick Double Blind. <laughs> Cyberpunk and Second Fuck. It's a visual novel detective story set in a circus. It looked kind of neat. The art's not like super appealing, but that this, circus setting might make it interesting. This doesn't look anything like a digital circus. <laughs> no. No, it does not look like a digital circus. <laughs> this is it's a regular it. circus. They're so regular, this circus. Some kind of horrible circus nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the demo is out now if you want to go try it. Um, okay. There, it's a visual novel, so expect everyone to be really still, but they made them animate, and it looks a little rough because they did that. I'm like, could have probably just stuck with regular still images here. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I always think that kind of thing looks worse, usually. And, uh, the, and that was double trick. Wait, death, death trick, trick double, double blind. blind. There we go. Suck and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Guardian Paradiso, suck and fuck. <laughs> uh, and then they their big thing they ended on was Outer Wilds Archaeologist Edition. What? It's coming out December 7th. That's Outer Wilds, but on the Switch now. And comes as a DLC pack. Like, do, do you think as the Switch 2 happens, we're still going to get the quirky subtitle version for the Switch? I imagine not. Because it'll be so normal. Unless it's so much later again that they have a DLC pack or something to bundle with it. Yeah, because like, we got a few years of games I feel like they could be bringing over. Yeah. Right. And reminder, but, but, this is Outer Wilds, day day not runs. Outer Worlds. Yes, Outer Wilds. Yeah, Outer Worlds is already on the Switch. That's true. And it runs great. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I bet it it's on the Switch. <laughs> this is Outer Wilds. <laughs> Outer Wilds. Archaeologist edition. And that's our, that they ended on that in the montage. I'm like, oh, I feel like the first half of this was really good, though. Like, I, those are a yeah. lot of games I actually want to try. Yeah, that's, that looks exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of small news we didn't really cover this week of, like, Epic Games apparently put in their EULA some sort of thing. They're like, please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. We'll pay you, like, $10,000. Don't sue us. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I, I'm too busy. I don't have time to look into that. Then mm. there was another thing about mature-rated Fortnite skins can't go into the sky kid friendly zones and they changed the uh, the landing page or the loading screen to no longer have the same image as it was before because it has shotgun so we got a lot of weird changes with fortnite all at the same time and then on yeah. top of all of this the game awards is happening in fortnite or something unclear yeah but i had to see jeff Keeley made an unreal engine yeah there's jeff Keeley fortnite and he looks horrible Also, Digital Extremes had some layoffs. That's the Warframe people. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I just, we can't write about every. Yeah, I think that Embracer Group also had a ton, bunch of layoffs. Who did? Embracer Group. Oh. More? Yeah, I think that Great. they like announced 100 more or something like that. And it's just like, it's going to be every week until they're gone. <laughs> yeah, it God. was today. Oh my God. They confirmed 900? That's huge. I think Jesus. it was. I thought that was a, they added up of everything over the last few months was nine hundred, but okay. it was like one hundred twenty-four. Oh, that's today. still a fucking okay. record. Yeah, they've announced that they've tried. They've announced nine hundred over the last three months, but apparently they're now they're announcing cuts to Gearbox and Crystal Dynamics. Oh my god! Again, Randy, go to your fucking funders. You need to find the eject button now, or your studio is going to be dead. And Crystal Dynamics, they're making two of Xbox's games. Back to the subject of Xbox not being able to get games out. 
Wait, which? Because Perfect Dark. What's the other one again? I, Fable. I, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I forgot. Fable might be Eidos Montreal because I connect them in my mind. Because that's true. Yeah. Close together. Yeah, I think. But I yeah, think you got it. Yeah. Like Embracer has this pact with Microsoft to help them get these games out. Now they're just slashing people. Western game devs making a deal with us or other or Western game publishers making a deal with Western game devs they, they don't own to make their games. Good. Now if we eat shit, they'll make the game. And the, they're saying Appar the same apparently thing on the pay, Apparently <laughs> Payday 3 didn't do so fucking hot because it was on fire at launch. So that like blunted yeah. its early sales. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was not done yeah that's so bizarre of a thing to do because you can that's the sort of game you can just hold like your payday one payday two is still selling a lot yeah, of stuff and payday and so, two is eternal yeah and people are not going to stop playing it unless the new thing is incredibly immaculate at launch right so yeah there's just a bunch of things that were bizarre and crappy that happened in the last second this week mm -hmm. so uh what bob and i are up to is moving out of the state <laughs> yeah oh but also content wise uh tomorrow we're doing our smash bash where we're gonna invite a bunch of local people who knows how many will show up this was very last minute because mm -hmm. once again i've spent a lot of time out of the state recently and on the road so we're gonna be playing various versions of super smash brothers against each other tomorrow on Friday, hanging out. And as I mentioned before, I guess I'll mention it again. Uh, we're really close to getting the rank of Partner Plus, but the move at the end of the month has made it incredibly difficult. Uh, the way you can help is if you're not subscribed to us on Twitch, subscribe to us on Twitch. If you are subscribed to us on Twitch, as Chris mentioned earlier, we get a lot more points towards this goal that Twitch has imposed upon us. Um, if you subscribe at a tier two or a tier three, I think tier two is three points. And then tier three is a uh, six points total over tier one's one point. Um, the reason this matters is if we get partner plus, then for a full year at minimum, we get a dollar more per sub, which is a 40% increase in how much money we make. Cause normally we only get $2 and 50 cents. Right. A dollar would be insane and practically life changing on levels of how much our income would be stabilized and bolstered. So it is hugely important to me to hit this goal. I don't know if we will, but it would be. Yeah, especially where we're, we're moving to a new state. And right. There's all sorts of what's going to happen going right. on with that. Right. Like, I can't even assume the Internet's going to be good enough shortly after we move in to stream. Right. You just can't assume these things will all go perfectly. Um, but, yeah, we're going to do the N64 one, the brawl. We're mm -hmm. going to do Melee. We're going to do all of them. Yeah. Except for maybe not 3DS on top of right. Wii U for obvious reasons. Yeah, the same <laughs> game. It, well, it's not because know, it has the gooder and levels. It does have the better levels. It sucks so much that they didn't bring those levels back. Mm -hmm. How, How did we not have Pac-Man? I don't know! The number one thing that vexes me is the game's done forever now and we never got the base Pac-Man level. Yeah. Um, the delay on, there's a pretty big delay on our side to say how close we are, uh, mm -hmm. to the goal. Like literally I would watch people in chat during this big thing, sign up at the higher tiers or sign up at all, subscribe mm -hmm. at all. And it wouldn't move. And it did just update. Um, we are at 209 points out of 350. So we're really like, this is hard. Yeah. This is difficult, but I would be remiss to not mention it because, one, this the subs will now affect the timer more. Once this 
co- goes into effect. That's true. Uh, two, as I just said, it would make a, a massive impact. Um, anyway. Uh, and then next Tuesday, as we were mentioning, next week's Thanksgiving. So we're doing an early big think. So we're going to be doing the big thing to mention on Tuesday to just talk about whatever we've been up to. And uh, everything around that for us is packing up and leaving the state. Yeah, I, I honestly doubt there's going to be hardly any news. But but we can talk about yeah. what we've been playing in bullshit right? and show the barren ass living room. Yeah, because this thing will be basically yeah. emptied out because the next day we're packing everything literally into the moving van. Yeah. So that's... That's what we're up to. Hey, Chris, what are you up to? Uh, I'm going to be streaming Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Is that Saturday? We're finishing up. Uh, that's going to be Saturday. It's way too long for one stream for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when the second part will be, either Sunday or Monday or possibly even Wednesday. But it will be before Thanksgiving. You don't want to stream it on Thanksgiving? <laughs> No, somehow I feel like asleep. viewership. Somehow I feel like viewership wouldn't be very good. And I, oh, I don't want people to. Oh, I had so much pie. Oh, we're gonna play Psychonauts. You can hear Chris unbutton his Excited for Thanksgiving. I got, yeah, I got two Thanksgiving things going on, and cool. both of them I get to be like, "Hey, what's up? Tomorrow I'm fucking leaving the state. You better appreciate my ass." <laughs> yeah, it is crazy how this has worked out. Of like, yeah, we're leaving the day after Thanksgiving. It almost seems like I set it up like that as a way to just be like, "You better treat me nice at this dinner." But no, no, it just worked out that way. Because uh, uh, Tosha's dad, who's a professional truck driver is gonna drive this giant fucking u-haul full of bob shit my shit the gigaboot shit and tosha shit all the way up there uh because he drives a truck for a living and it just he offered it and i was like hell yeah absolutely i don't want to drive a giant truck across an interstate forever yeah uh but yeah so so that's that and uh i'm excited i'm really excited every time i've been up there i've been really happy i've been like at peace you know, I try to not talk about my current living situation on Big Think because, you know, you don't need to know. But mm-hmm. I will be a lot happier up there. Unless the house starts falling on my head. Who knows? <laughs> Entirely possible. Get up there. Tornado hits day one. <laughs> I don't think they have tornadoes up there, do they? They actually do. Mm-hmm. And I watched a video because we... D- Okay, so YouTube threw... I guess I'll bring it up now. <laughs> YouTube threw an absolutely insane video from some city. Like, the city had a YouTube channel. They just let some guy make a video with his kid that yeah. was to promote the local library. And because of that, I'm like, that's insane. I need to see if this city has that. And I look it up, and they're like, yeah, this city has tornadoes. It's not that bad. Anyways, buy a house. And that's like the whole video. <laughs> yes. Anyway, anyway, that's it. Uh, Chris, you said you're doing Psychonauts Part 1 and 2 before Thanksgiving, Part 1 on Saturday, Part 2, question mark. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to promote? No. Okay. Uh, Dr. Agro, what you got going on? I'm going to be dog-sitting next week. So in addition to the horrendous time crunch looming down on us like a freight train, (laughs) I'm going to try to play a JRPG while I have two full-size dogs. (laughs) Buying for my attention. Oh. <laughs> cool. It's going to be great. That, that does sound pretty cozy. 
Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for Big Think Dimension. Uh, see you Tuesday. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is only possible because of you over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast, where of course you've been enjoying all the movie commentary tracks, all the extra content, some behind the scenes stuff, very seldomly, and some other stuff. There's just so much over there, including the movie Isolation 119, now with three commentary tracks. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast.